Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Psychic America. This is Tracy. Wait, no, not Psychic America. Psychic Nation, Psychic Universe. I mean, to you today, um, November 6th, I am happy to be here, but at the same time, I am at my all-time low. I do not have any energy. And now that it's Saturday, I'm really, really tired. It's so ridiculous. So I could barely get up to come to the store that I work at at the Green Man store. Um, I could barely do the show today. Um, I think you just need some R&R. Maybe you need a vacation. Maybe that would be nice. Nice vacation. Oh. <sighs> I think that would be nice. In any case, How's everyone doing this week? Um, we've had some issues with uh, race relations this week, unfortunately. Um, uh, but it is what it is. And um, and it's sad. It is what it is, but it's also sad. And I guess change needs to occur. And I guess... I guess we're all at a point in our lives um, talking about any person that believes that they are being treated unjustly, not just a black thing, anyone that believes that they are being um, unjust, but if they're being unjust as a culture, um, I guess it's time to fight. And Every major city um, in the U.S., every single major city is fighting, and it's not stopping. So I think people need to realize that there's just a problem, and with that problem, um, the acknowledgement that there is a problem from other folks is important, or else racism stays. Racism stays with us. I just think it's interesting that I feel like the problem has gotten worse since we've had a black president. <laughs> I think the rhetoric coming from Republicans has enforced some racial, um, heightened level of racial, of capable now of kind of saying what they want. Um, and no one is stopping. So in any case, with all that being said, Let's bring Malcolm, the ordinary sports political guy, on, and let's get let's hear what he has to say about the week's event. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, what's up, Tracy? How are you? Um, you know, it's been a kind of a kind of a depressing week. <laughs> so, you know, I'm good I was for just the most telling. Part. Yeah. Oh, I heard you. I heard you, and I. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of what you said I agree with, you know. Yeah. We have race is a serious issue in this country. Yeah. Um, you would have thought coming through the 70s and the 80s that it would have fixed itself. But yeah. it seems to be getting worse. Yeah. And that's, you know, it, it, I think, and, and you're right, when, you know, People, I've heard people say, well, there's no more racism because we have a black president. It's like, no, that actually kind of made it worse. And for whatever reason. I mean, you know, I, I think it emboldened certain people to mm-hmm. uh, just their mind behind it. Cause, I mean, if, and, and all you need is to, to look at the comment section on any article on the Internet. You pick an article. Racist is popular. Oh, oh wait a second. Wait a second. How come? That is probably the most important point here. Any article in the internet, look at the comment section. Malcolm. It doesn't even matter what the what the article is about. It's just it doesn't. That's just the place where the 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 most racist rhetoric is being put out, and it's it's hard to read sometimes because. You know, you look at it, and I think of myself as a reasonable person. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not a racist person. I have, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I know people say that all the time, but I, I really do look at people. I've, I've had friends of all nationalities. I also have people I don't like of all nationalities, and that includes That's people. right. That's right. You know, That's because right. It's, because it's, it's like Dr. King said, it's content of your character, right? It, that's, that's supposed to be right. the important thing. That's right. But, mm-hmm. But you look on the internet, I'll, you know, every once in a while I'll read the comment section. You know, and every blue, blue moon, I'm actually tempted to weigh in, but I stay away from it because, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes nothing good comes from something. I'll say mm-hmm. nothing good comes from going into the, saying anything on the comment section. Because even if you're a reasonable person and you say something that's reasonable, um, mm-hmm. somebody's going to mm-hmm. come back at you and they're going to, this, this is going to be nasty. And it's a place full of idiots to me, you know. It's like, <laughs> and not everybody, because there are people that go in there and they try to weigh in and say something reasonable. And right behind mm-hmm. that, it, it gets real nasty. So I it, stay away. It's because, hilarious. You know, no, even no, like the other day. No, the other day. It's upsetting to me. Say that again now. I said it's upsetting to me when I when I read well, when I read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I was looking for the stats for Black Friday because there was this big whole thing about don't shop on Black Friday, like show your support, don't don't shop on Black Friday for some of the racial tension that's been going out. And I guess it's like show your economic support, like if you're going to fight, fight economically, right, instead of looting or instead of terrorizing a city, do it with your money. So there was this big thing about uh, don't shop on Black Friday. So I was specifically waiting for the stats to come out for Black Friday. And as it turned out, 7 million people did not shop on Black Friday throughout the country, which is big because Black Friday, the retailers need. And it, it gives an impression for the whole season, right? So yes. I took the article... Thank you. I took the article and I posted it on Twitter, which I have a problem with Twitter, people. So if you don't see me commenting lately, it's because my Twitter is a problem. 
So I took the article and I posted it on Twitter and I kind of said something like, see, you know, it does work, something to that effect. I didn't mention Eric Garner. I didn't mention Mike Brown. I might have hashtag Ferguson. I don't know. But I was like, look, you know, you can give an impression. Look, look what happened, right? And then some crazy woman um, responded, and her answer was, no, you know, 7 million people didn't shop because of Obama. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, I'm what? sorry to laugh, but, <laughs> but see, that's one of the problems, you know, because, again, that's one of the problems that, that you know, President Obama's had to fight his whole presidency is that some people just hate him across the board. They don't even have a reason to hate him. I mean, if you think about what, what has happened since he's been off in the office, you know, mm-hmm. jobs are, I mean, they just released the jobs report uh, uh, Thursday, and, and numbers are just staggeringly good. Uh, the stock market is through the roof. So, you know, and all these industries that were having trouble when he came in office, everybody, you know, the, the economy is wonderful at this point as, as far as the economists see it. But when you ask the average person, they think we're almost in a depression. You ask them, like, oh, the economy is off like that. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. So if you just see, I'm a facts person. Look at the facts, and then you make your decision based on that. But there's a whole lot of rhetoric going on, and and all you know to me, all they see is the skin color, and it's disturbing mm -hmm. because you know if if it was any other person, you know that, and I hate to say it wouldn't if if he was a, a Caucasian man, there wouldn't we wouldn't have had half the problems we had because they wouldn't have, it's the skin color. And I truly believe it's that everybody is bothered by. Malcolm, we watched Bush put the country in the red in all areas. Nobody said nothing. When Bush left, we were in a depression, is it depression? In a depression, or kind of sort of. No one said nothing. Recession, Recession. recession. I apologize. It was like depression or recession. No No one said nothing, even in the last two months when he chose to announce that we were potentially in a in a recession. Just as Obama was taking over in January, nobody yelled at Bush, but everybody gave it to Obama. My point to you is. uh Oh no! My point to you is, I made a comment. I made I made a simple comment about, you know, your economic dollar. Seven million people didn't shop. Somehow or another, Obama. That had nothing. That had nothing to do with President Obama. That had nothing to do. Nothing. 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 It's just crazy. And so when you say, Tracy, the comment sections on the internet. Oh yeah, you're right. They are crazy, and somebody will inevitably bring up Obama. And you could be talking about cats. You could be talking about nothing. You can be, be talking about your dog, and it's, it's Obama's dog. <laughs> I mean, because I even hear the comments in my office, because, you know, we have, and what, what always kills me is not the, the Caucasian men that, you know, because usually it's the Caucasian men that have something to say, but it's the um, the people of color who say the negative, mm-hmm. nasty things about it. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> He's been out helping you ever since he's been in office. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. But you're too ignorant to see it because all they see is, you know, 
and I'll say this, you know, the, the media is really, really good on brainwashing people. So, you know, and, and if you say it long enough and loud enough, people will believe it. And that's what really what it's come down to. You know, yeah. and what's we're really cracking me up, they always talk about the liberal media, liberal media. The, the media is mm-hmm. mostly not liberal. I mean, if you really no, the media is racist. Hey, Malcolm, you know what else I noticed? Talking about racism, everybody talks about Fox. I think ABC is kind of... I think ABC might have some racist overtones. Well, I think I think the mouse far, might have some I, issues. I I, I, don't that, care. I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that they are certainly not liberal in their in their reporting of any kind of facts. They're mostly wow, well, uh, yeah, very very conservative. But um, I don't know. Well, I, listen to this. Um, in terms of what the office looks like, I don't know why we're getting on Obama, but they everybody else brings up Obama. Let me just point out some facts, and maybe you can help me with this. When President Obama took office, the Dow Jones Index was in the red at 7,900. Okay, I don't know. It is now exactly, in the. But... Well, I have it in front of me. I don't know what it means, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't even know what the Dow Jones Index is. No, no, do I care right now? Okay, I won't. I don't, tell you, I don't know. So. But <laughs> I mean, it's okay. I'm just talking about the red and the black, right? And right. No, the, the today, stock market was in the pits when he took over. I mean, it was. I follow the stock market, and it was it did terribly. Now, now, mind you, most of the indexes have, uh, you know, lately have reached all time. I mean, all time highs. They've never even been this high before. Um, well. Well, let me just give you the number, and this was maybe a, two weeks ago, but I saved it just in case. Because I kept thinking every week you and I would have this conversation, and we, and I kept, like, bringing it up, so this is the perfect opportunity. So I've been saving it for a few weeks, so it, there may have been some changes. But, um, but as of today, again, I took this a few weeks ago, remember that, but I'm going to say today, the Dow Jones Index is in the black, at seventeen thousand five. Okay. That's yeah. a huge leap. I mean, but that's a huge leap from the negative. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, and they weren't. When you say negative, they actually weren't negative. They were just the the stocks were. Uh, the stock market itself was is not in a good place when he took off. But it was like most of the rest yeah. of the country. I mean, because I remember driving to work uh, at the end of. Uh, that year, you know, right before President Obama was at the office, so that was 2008, and um, the, I mean, everything was going bad. And I've never really been scared about stuff because I always think things are going to get better. I'm an optimist at heart. But during that time, I mean, the, really, the banking industry, the auto industry, um, yes. the housing industry, uh, Employment. the stock market, jobs, you pretty much named the area, yes. and our economy yes. was dropping fast, and I was starting to think, Maybe I should go to the bank and grab all my money just in case the bank fell. That's how that's how crazy it was. I really you know consider what? taking my money out nope. of the bank just because I thought the banks might you fail. Should have. But here's the thing. And well, at I'm that time, well, but at that time, most people didn't even notice that the banks used to insure us, our accounts, at least the major banks. I know you have credit union, but the major banks 
if I remember correctly, used to insure every account for 250000 And I don't know about other banks, but Bank of America switched it to 100000 but it's federal. Well, so I think that, it's federal, must have been across the board. Like so, so all banks do the same thing. So, uh, okay, so there you all, go. Right. The FDIC, during yeah. that crisis, the FDIC reduced the insurability of accounts to 100000 that's crazy. Well, I think well, it's still there. Right. And all that means is that, I mean, that's not going to affect you or me, Tracy, and only because I, I can't speak for you. Maybe you do have over $100,000 in the bank, but I don't. So Malcolm. That's, Malcolm. That's Malcolm. I will have $100,000 in my account, more than that. I'm happy. Well, one, that's great. One day. Know, one day. I'm going to talk about right, right this minute. I, I hope to have more, but right this minute, I do not. <laughs> so, but there's also a way around that because let's say you have assets more more than 100000 Maybe you have 500000 or right. $5 million. Right. Mm-hmm. You can right. spread that around. You can spread that around a different account and then have the same. You know, and be as long as that one account doesn't go over the hundred, you're good. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with having like several different accounts. I wondered about that. You know, sometimes it's in taxes. Well, not against the law, but can it hurt your taxes? Well, no, your taxes are going to be the same regardless of in there one place or they're in several places. You know, okay. the government just the government taxed your income, so. They don't yes. tax your statement, they tax your income. So whatever money okay. you make off of that hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, five million, the money you make off of that money is what they tax. They don't tax the the loan. That's income. Okay. Well listen to this. Unemployment rate when Obama took office, I thought it was higher, but it, it says here in the negative seven point eight. It's never negative. I mean it was it was dismal. And I thought it was more than that because Unemployment numbers typically. Uh, I I thought I remember it being in the nine, like nine to thirteen at one point, but right. This I, is, I think it was a lot higher. Than right. Seven. Yeah. Unless I can't unless, tell you the numbers well, exactly. Well, they're actually saying when he took office, it might have been seven point eight. I think while he was in office, it got higher. Because I well, thought yeah, it at one point it had close to thirteen percent. Well, because when he took office, we were just at the beginning of this recession. That that was, I mean, it was we were dropping yes. like a stone, you know. So we were yes. coming down, yes. and so he takes office, and it continues to to the economy to rise. Right. It just yeah. continues to get worse. But yes. over time, and that's and this is without the help of Congress, because Congress offered almost zero help on this one. We were able to pull ourselves back up, and, and we're in a good place. Right now, we're well, again, place. according to the numbers I have in front of me, and again, this might be different, a little different today. I took this picture a couple of days ago. It's at five point eight percent, and that's amazing. Well, yeah, that's the well. They just like I said, they released mm-hmm. the, the job numbers are great. I mean, you know, because actually going into it, because usually if the job numbers come out bad, it affects the stock market. So the day before, when they say we're well, oh. job numbers tomorrow, you know, I get a little nervous because I've watch the stocks pretty closely and, and you know, I hate to take losses so you know mm-hmm. when I think something's gonna go bad, you know, I pull back a little bit. But, you know, I decided mm-hmm. to, to 
just go with it, and you know the numbers through the roof. And so, of course, the stock market responds in kind. So, you know, when they see good job numbers, they tend the, the values of all your stuff goes up. Mm. But anyway, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're aware, but uh, there was a hostage mm-hmm. in Yemen, an American journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Al Qaeda had threatened to kill him within 72 hours. They're like, "Look, we're going to kill this dude," and you know they they put him on camera, you know. And right. so the U.S. government, the U.S. government. Uh, Stage a rescue effort yesterday. Unfortunately, it did not go. They they staged a rescue effort. So they sent in uh, 30 Navy SEALs, right? And they went in and they they were able to pinpoint where a guy was at, but on their approach, they they were detected. And the the Al-Qaeda people actually executed, well, they shot both of the hostages, and both of them. Mm. One of them died. One of them died en route to the the, the navy ship, and the other one died at the on the navy ship. So the the rescue effort was a complete non-success. What I would say is that it it does show these entities around the world that you know even if the U.S. government doesn't win in this stuff, they're still gonna come. You know, because mm. I mean, because some people are being a little critical now. It's like, well, they shouldn't have gone after these people. And I'm like, but why would you think they wouldn't go after them? But what, at some point, what choice do you have? At some point, you just try to save them. And that's what they were doing because, I mean, they, they, they took the man out. They said, 72 hours, we're going to basically lop off his head, you know, unless you do X, Y, Z. You know, the one thing the U.S. government is not going to do is negotiate or, or uh, bow down to their wishes. So, like I said, they they were able to figure out where he was at, and they came, but they think that, you know, they're not sure what tips them off, because, you know, these field teams are really, really good. You know, they can come, Mm -hmm. and they'll be in your house before you even open your eyes. They're quiet, they're stealthy. That's how they killed Osama bin Laden. They got in there, and, you know, Osama bin Laden was completely surprised, like, oh, (laughs) right before they shot him in the head. So, these these guys are good. But in this instance, um, it didn't work out, and it's it's too bad. You know, it. I, and I this guy was a uh, the hostage. His name was Luke Summers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, and I know the, the, the media and the press. They send they send people over to these places because they're trying to get their stories and all. But this is in the world that almost nobody should go unless you're in a military uniform and you got a gun. And yeah. yeah, because you're gonna get captured, they're gonna grab you up. Of, mm-hmm. So but, it's just crazy. I mean, part of is he a journalist? Yes, photographer. Well, okay, photographer. You know that's that's part of what they do sign up for, like. At least we have modern technology now. We didn't always have modern technology. So photographers and journalists, they were the front runners in letting us know, getting the information, international news to us. But keep in mind, when you're that guy or that girl, and they get you because the people over there, they're not going to play fair. 
they're they're mm-hmm. gonna look at you. They're gonna look at you as a potential. Well, they're gonna they're gonna look at you as what you are. Uh, they're gonna look at you as an American. No, they're gonna look at you as an American. Period. Because yeah. one of my friends that I know is Canadian, and I forgot where he said he walked, but he walked in terrorist, um, like literally walked um, from like one part of the country to another part of the country, and he was one was Canadian and one was British, and he said the reason why no one touched him was because he was not an American. Yeah, and, I, and I'm aware that, you know, they look at the some countries part. differently. But I, mm-hmm. as a Westerner, and I'm a black man, as a Westerner, I wouldn't go nowhere near that place because I would over, because if I would, I'd, I'd try to, you know, adapt to some kind of Nigerian accent or something because I would want them to think <laughs> I'm an American. Um, I, I would do whatever I had to. I, yeah, I'd uh, be a Jamaican. You know? Yeah, that's Jamaican. <laughs> anything but, you know. I'd claim anything, but but I wouldn't go there. <laughs> oh, well. Well, the one thing about our military, we have an awesome military. So the fact that this failed is not against our military. It's just no, no. the operation wasn't effective. Well, when you do stuff like this, it, it, for it to work out, everything has to be perfect. And, it, it, you know, the world is not a perfect place, so... You know, I don't think that the the field teams did anything wrong. I mean, it, it could have just been bad luck. I mean, it could have been anything that alerted these these guys to the, to the presence of the field team. So, you know, yeah. there's nothing that can be. I, I wouldn't be critical of them at all. You know, because they're they do awesome jobs and, and our military, right? Top of the world. You know, and, and there's people that actually want to try to downgrade and say that they're not what they are, but um, but they are what they are. Yeah, they're they are. They're pretty, right. The the problem is is that you know like you know we've had trouble in Afghanistan and and mm-hmm. uh, Iraq before that. The problem is the kind of wars that our military is now fighting. They're not the kind of wars that they're trained to fight. They're trained to fight like war wars, and these are not different. And, and because they go over to these places, you know, Afghanistan is a great example. You go over there, the, the people you're fighting against, you don't know exactly who they are because they're blending into the population, you know, and so it, mm. it could be anybody. And so you, we're not over there just raping and pillaging and killing everybody who's there. We actually, you know, we we know there's a population there. We're not trying to kill them. We're looking for the bad guys, but the bad guys are blended in with the good guys. I see what you're saying, right. right. So it's not a, it's not traditional war. It's just some sort of, you know. And, and again, Afghan, Afghanistan has been a place where different different countries have tried to conquer them over a millennium, and they never do it because it's a, it's a pretty weird, crazy place. And, you know, like the Russians went in there in the 80s and got their heads, heads handed to them. Not because really? the Russian military wasn't wasn't a good military force. It's that they're trying to fight battles against people who you just don't even know who you're fighting sometimes. In a different element, you're saying. Right. Well, it's not it's not traditional warfare. You know, like if, if the mm. Americans and the Russians went at each other, it would be battlefields. We'd have tanks, planes, and all that stuff. We know who the enemy was. They won. They're wearing uniforms. <laughs> it's like. 
Mm. Go red. Yeah, nobody's wearing a uniform. <laughs> they don't look alike. I get it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Then. I get Did it. You ever see there? There was a movie uh came out a couple of years ago called Lone Survivor with Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. Um, and it was about yeah. the SEAL team that had gone over to Afghanistan. They were trying to capture or kill a, a particular subject. And, and his, the SEAL team, everybody got killed except one guy. In fact, not only did the whole SEAL team get killed, but they sent in some uh, rescue, another rescue team to come save those guys, and that whole team got killed as well. Mm. So it's, it's, Afghanistan was a oh. jacked up place. Well, here's the thing, though. Wasn't Vietnam a precursor to any future wars that are, like, in that kind of uh, jungle type of environment? Like, shouldn't we well, have learned something from Vietnam then? We did learn we, something We from didn't Vietnam. win that war. That war was lost. And But actually, it technically wasn't a war. But um, I agree. Technically, right. technically, it was a police action. But, but we did not win that because... We weren't prepared for that either, and so but Vietnam was completely different than what we're seeing in, in Iraq and, and Afghanistan. Completely different because uh, the and I can explain the difference, but I you know it's a little deep and long, so I'm not going to bother. It's just different. <laughs> so I'm just asking constantly. in terms of territory, in terms of climate. You know, the Vietnam, they did not have uniforms either, technically. Well, the jungle people Vietnamese, did not have. The Vietnamese did have uniforms because it was a, uh, the the North Vietnamese Army. And so they they had uniforms, but they were very adept at fighting these jungle skirmishes that our our soldiers really weren't prepared for at the time. I mean, it was we we would march out there and we'd go out in our platoons and, and our divisions and we you know sometimes they had you know we that was the first war that we used the helicopters as, as extensively as, as we did for fighting battles mm. I mean it was um, mm. I mean it was a great learning plane but it was it wasn't we didn't we weren't effective fighting that type of battle but that's my question if it was a great learning plane why why is it we're having like some issues dealing with Afghanistan in their land? Because that's a different learning plan. Because it, mm. Afghanistan is, is, is different from Vietnam, as Vietnam was different from World War Two. It's a completely different place to fight. So the stuff we learn in Vietnam has no no value in Afghanistan. Mm. Okay. I mean, not that it has no value. You learn from everything, but it's, it's just different. And so we right. fight over, and, and not to say that our troops have, haven't adapted well. They adapt well. They fight well over there. It's just that who mm-hmm. they're fighting mm-hmm. against. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's completely blended in, and, and I mean, the I guy think that's that a you, really good point. The fact that they no one has any uniforms over there, and you just don't know who's who. I think that is the major point. No, they all wearing the same, not the same outfit, but you know, there's there's a certain tribal look like civilians, Afghanistan people. So right. they dress like the people, but then they'll pick up an AK-47 and shoot you. So, or, or right. better yet, they'll throw an a, a improvised explosive device at you and just blow you up. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so the stuff that we're, you know, that our military normally has. And then we 
these wars, and we weren't, you know, we kind of rushed into them. And, you know, this is where I do blame President Bush and, and his people because they mm-hmm. sent a lot of those guys over there, a lot of guys and girls over there with shoddy equipment that wasn't prepared for the environment that it was going to. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the soldiers got screwed a little bit. They got screwed. And it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, they, they made a big play about supporting the troops, and nobody never did. It wasn't about supporting the troops. See, me, I didn't support the war because I thought, the, especially the, uh, the war in Iraq, was just, we shouldn't have been there. It was a bad plan. And they kept trying to press it that, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Saddam Hussein was, was such a bad guy, and he had weapons of mass destruction, which proved to be a freaking lie. You know, they wanted to go in there for their own reasons, and they and we did, and we spent ten years there. And it was just, it was a mistake. It was bad choice, bad choice. Yeah. So, so anyway, there you have it. There you have it. And, and Ray Rice is still not in the NFL. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he's going to have a hard time, Malcolm. Um. Yes or no? Yes or no? Here's what's going to happen. Uh, it's it, going to be the same thing that happened to Michael Vick, Tracy. You know, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. Because, okay, what happened to what Michael Vick? This, this is what I said to people. When he got Michael out of Vick jail. When he got out of jail. Mm-hmm. Not a lot mm-hmm. of teams were looking to hire him because, you know, they were looking at media backlash, people protesting at their game. So he didn't get a whole lot of takers. Mm-hmm. But somebody's going to come along. The NFL is a, is a, a very, very small club. There's not that many people walking on the planet that can do what those guys do. Very mm-hmm. unique skill set. So yeah. there's, some, there's a team out there. In fact, you know, when Ray Rice first got reinstated, uh, it was reported that four teams were interested in him. Two teams mm-hmm. really interested in him, two teams kind of interested in him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, because of where we're at in the season, we're at the, the, the last third of the season right now. So, a team that, you know, so like I said that to say, in all likelihood, he's not going to get picked up for the rest of this year because it's just too much to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd yeah. have to work him out, bring him in, and they'd have to have a need. Now, there are teams that need a running back of his caliber, um, mm-hmm. but maybe not this year. But when training camp opens next year, I, you know, I could be wrong. But he's gonna be on somebody's roster, and only because he's that good. Now okay. you know what, mm-hmm. what the NFL doesn't do. You know they get when you get start when you start getting old, losing your skills. Then that's when it mm-hmm. starts going downhill. See now with Ray Rice, last season that he played, his numbers were off from the, the several seasons that have preceded. So you know his, his yards per rush average was way down, and you know super mm-hmm. maybe. Look, Maybe he was starting to lose that because, you know, as a running back in the, in the National Football League, you know, basically when you start getting to your late 20s, early 30s, they start calling it a, a career. It's, you know, it's over for you. So it's really okay. a young man's game. And mm, Ray Rice okay. is in his late 20s. And so, last, like I said, last year his numbers were down a little bit. But he's a running back, and that might be because the offensive line sucks. You know, so there are reasons why your numbers could be down. So it's just a matter of him getting an opportunity with a decent enough team, and I think going into next year he probably will. So will Adrian Peterson, for that matter. You know, and it may not 
Adrian Peterson may not be with the Vikings, but he's going to be on somebody's roster because, again, these guys have a very unique skill set. And like I just yeah. come off the street to do what they do. You know, I would get I'd get pummeled and murdered. I would I would make yeah. it past the first day. So, you know. But now. Uh, you know, my impression is that Adrian Peterson does have a better chance of getting a team than Ray Wright. Is, am I wrong about that? Uh, no, no and yes, because mm-hmm. he, he probably has a better chance because Adrian Peterson is a Hall of Fame player. He's, there's no doubt Adrian Peterson. That's the level that he's at. He's that good. Ray Rice okay. was a, a pretty good running back. So, you know, on the skill level, you know, of course, they're going to take Adrian Peterson first. He's a bigger guy. He's faster. He's, you know, he's everything mm. more than what Ray Rice mm. is. Ray Rice is actually pretty small. He's like five seven, five eight, maybe. A little, he's a little spark plug of a guy. Yeah, but, his little man uh, syndrome. Yeah. Okay. Address <laughs> 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 that one. Little man syndrome. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> But he's a good, but he's a good player. So you know, if I'm a, mm-hmm. if I'm a GM out there and, and my choice is Ray Rice or Adrian Peterson, of course I'm going to take Adrian Peterson. Why would not? Right. Adrian Peterson right. is going to the Hall of Fame, and, and I mean he tore his he tore his ACL you know two seasons ago at the, the very last game of the year. Came back and mm-hmm. he was ready for the first game of the following season and ran. Mm-hmm. He, he almost broke the, the NFL. That kind of stuff is unheard of. I mean, what he okay. did was so phenomenal, Superman-level stuff. So, mm. yeah, Adrian Peterson has, will be on somebody's team, definitely. Ray Rice, probably. I don't see why he wouldn't because, you know, um. I'm going to make the argument that his, that Ray Rice's numbers last year were an anomaly. They weren't the norm. And so maybe he comes back, especially since he's had a year off and he's been working out. Um, I think he'll come back and he'll be – Super effective for Hoover and whoever he plays for next year. Mm-hmm. Which is what, and that's all they care about for us, let's be honest. They care about your numbers. Are you, are you effective? Can you play? Right. So, let me just tell you that I'm getting better at this because I totally picked up that Adrian Peterson, uh, and that's not psychic, I'm just saying I'm studying better that Adrian Peterson will have a better opportunity for a team to pick him up over Ray Rice, not comparing the two, because they both have two different issues going on, upon the rhetoric, you know, the media, listening to the media, and now I understand because he's just a phenomenal player. So he undeniably could get picked up, and I, I get that. With that being said, my commissioner, Roger Goodall, when is he going to get fired? Well, you know that the commissioner works for the, the owners of the league, right? That's really what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So he he's a commissioner. Yes, they, they he told me that. Right. So if the owners feel that he's a liability, then they will get rid of him and get somebody else. I don't know if they feel that way at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. So All right. if you want him to get fired. He's pathetic. Well, he looks crazy. I mean, you know what the problem is, is he's making public statements and then it's turning out to be false. And that makes you look stupid at times. You know, and, and right. you know, initially he was a very well thought of commissioner. And, mm-hmm. well, 
mm-hmm. in certain areas. I mean, there are players in the league that hate his guts, but mm. <laughs> as, as a public perception, they, you know, when I said that, I was thinking about one player in particular who used to get fined a lot by him, and, and some of the stuff he said was just like, if I caught this guy outside, I would kill him. Um, mm. So there are players in the league that don't really like what the commissioner has to say and how he functions. But uh, on the whole, the commissioner has been well thought of until this stuff started coming out. And when he's making these stupid statements, of, you know, about Ray Wright and Adrian Peterson, it was like um, he's trying to play this role of, you know, and it's just really not being fair toward the player because, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he lied about Ray Wright. I mean, he just straight lied and then, with Adrian Peterson, um, you know, he made a, a value judgment saying that, you know, because after the court cut, initially their sentence on what the league wanted said to Adrian Peterson is that once your court case is done, you know, we'll reinstate you. And right. once the court case was done, it was then that the commissioner said, well, you're suspended for the rest of the year because we don't think you're taking, or you're suspended indefinitely because we don't think what you're taking this stuff seriously enough. You know, it's not, and Adrian Peterson was like, what are you talking about? I'm taking it very seriously. I haven't seen my kids since this stuff went down. I'm taking it very seriously. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and again, because the, the, the court system in Texas made the deal that they made with them, it is what it is. I mean, you, the court, you know, because initially he was supposed to go to trial, and then, but, you know, most DAs, you know, if they can find a way out of going to trial, they will. If they think that they're going to get, you know, if it's a happy medium. And that's what it was. He took a deal. So, you know, I guess the commissioner was hoping that, that they went to trial and it just dragged on, but it did. You know, because the DA down in Texas said, how about this? We'll give you this, this, this. Go to the anger management class. You have this parenting class. And here you go. Free to go. You're on probation, though. How long is he probation for? Uh, I think it was just, oh, you know, I was going to say for one year, but then again, I was kind of thinking three years. I'll tell you in a second. Three years is reasonable. Um, you think it's reasonable? Yeah, yeah. I, well, um, I, Malcolm, I don't know the court system, but I think one year is unreasonable. I think that he has a claim of being brought up in a household where this type this type of discipline took place. I think what that if you, he gets count, what? I was say, do you think the fine was reasonable? Fine, the money. Yes. No, I no. I'm only talking about the probation aspect of it. I think if I would hope that he got three years, because I just think that in order to be a really, really good father, like this attention that he got wasn't enough. He claims that he was brought up in a household that led him to this point. I also think that he has 10 kids out there by 10 different women. So three years probation I think is good. I think because it will stop everything that Adrian Peterson has been doing, like everything. Okay. well, he has to breathe now. He has to stop. He has to breathe. He has to figure out that I, I am an ugly person. I need to figure this out. And hopefully he can raise his children now. 
I, I just think if it's one year, eh, it's a clap on the hand. I would hope that it's more than one year. Well, it is have strong, one year. I have strong views. It's two years. It's not I'll three, take but two. it's more than one. You'll take uh, two. Exactly. Well, then, I'll take then two. Then you got your wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take two, damn it. <laughs> I think so, that although I hear that he's a great athlete and I respect his ability, there is something pathetic about him. And so with this coming up, I I just want change. And the change is about who he is from the inside. Because, by the way, Malcolm, he's got to raise those 10 kids at some point. At some point, he won't have a career. So we don't want the Adrian Petersons out there in the world with, with their frustrations. Well, this is the way I grew up, and, you know, this is the way I'm going to treat you. I hope at this point he's like, wow, I really fucked up. And, you know, I want to be able to be a better man and, like, all over, comfort better man. Well, and I can't say, you know, honestly, I can't say what kind of man he is or isn't. Um, I can't but say what? if he was but, a bad father. Malcolm, oh, my God. We do have some criteria, okay? We have this man that had, like, eight different babies with eight well, different women. That's not no, a good I, character. Um, how would I put this? <laughs> how would hmm. I put this? How would you that's, put that's, it? That's it's, it's, I would say that's reckless behavior, you know, certainly, because, okay. I mean, it, uh, yeah. you wouldn't, you don't want to be, be making babies all over with a whole bunch of different people. It's it, it's, no. If for if for the only reason it's not wise financially, it's just really a bad move. <laughs> just for the money, you shouldn't do it. Just right. for the money, it's a bad move. So if I if I were counseling him, I would say, dude, Stop. you know, there's this, this 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 new invention out here called condoms. You should try them out. They really really work. And go with them like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to, you know, making babies with, with every woman that you meet is a bad plan. I will say, there was, there was this guy that used to be in the NBA called uh, Sean Kemp. He had the same I problem. Know. He, you know yeah, Sean I was going to say, no. no, no, I don't, I don't. I know, no, no, I was going to say, I do, but I don't. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. Well, anyway, he had the same problem. Well, others in the colleges, anyway. He was, you know, he was like the poster child for making babies with different women. I mean, he mm-hmm. was out there. And, you know, of course, it affects your finances because now you have to pay for all these little children that you're making. And, and, and it's just a bad move, I mean. But, I, you know, you I, I also, but you also have to be able to say, like, say to yourself, like, is, like, you also have to look at it from all aspects. So, it's not about having sex. It is about even knowing the women that you sleep with. Because my mom, I didn't understand it when she said it, but I get it more and more now. Because my mom's like, be careful who you sleep with. And she always said it like, that's that. Be careful who you sleep with. Because then you also, have to, you also have to know which women out there are trying to trap you. You're an athlete. Oh, without a doubt. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's payday. Sorry. Well, the, the league, when, when they bring these, when, when a kid gets drafted or, or comes into the league, they have classes mm-hmm. for these young players, and they tell them exactly that. You know, mm-hmm. um, you were like a Brinks truck that's backed up in an alley with the doors open. Somebody's <laughs> trying to rob you. So you have to be careful. Yeah, 
be careful. You know, and, and, and you, you don't you know, but, but then, everyone. But, but, Tracy, keep this in mind. They're telling us the 22-year-old, full of hormones, young men who, you know, what do they say, young, dumb, young, dumb and full of, I'll leave that last uh-huh. word for you. Uh-huh. They're feeling themselves, <laughs> is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't have, both of them don't have the sense they were born with. That's why, you know, mm. you know, young men, they, you know, they always, I'm a man. No, not really, because it, it takes, men don't mature as fast as women do. And so, yeah, these young right. men, they're coming to the league, you got, you're full of hormones, you're, you're pumped up, or your muscles are, you know, jumping out of your body. And That's right. They, mm-hmm. As an added insult, they give you a whole bunch of money to go with it. And the fame, mm. unfortunately. So, so. <laughs> I can see how destructive all of that can be. <laughs> oh, no, it's a problem. So, so of course, these guys are out there, like, jumping the bed with pretty much everything. You know, and, and then you have these beautiful young girls coming to them. And they're like, mm-hmm. mind you, some of these guys could never fool these girls before, but now they can Child to their eighteen, a million bucks. Is that like? Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know the numbers. <laughs> I know it's a lot. You know, I it's look a at lot. my nephews and nephews, and it's they still cost. You know, even when they get to exactly, 20, exactly. So, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know it's not cheap. But in any you know, case, I, getting I, back to Adrian, huh? No, go ahead. Getting back to Adrian Peterson. Getting back to Adrian Peterson and his two-year probation. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of, you know, someone monitoring him. I'm a fan of counseling. I'm a fan of him not feeling himself anymore. You're not that cute. Sorry. So I would prefer that he'd have this structured. <laughs> what? He's not that cute. No one's that cute. No one is that cute. Let's get okay. Okay. So not just no there. one no is that cute. No one, no one is that cute. Because when you think you're that cute and you're feeling yourself and you haven't learned your lesson, this is we're at the Adrian Peterson stage of, of, of anyone's life. Like, let's call it the Adrian Peterson. Like, you have to get there. So at this stage of the game, I am pleased of his probation. I think it comes with counseling. And I would hope that when all is said and done, that a man, that's all I hope for him. Because currently, I can't say he's a good man. He's a good athlete. He has proven himself to have some All issues about whether or not he's a good man. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, I, you know, again, I can't say whether he is or isn't. I just because I don't know the guy like that. Um, 
It could be great. But I mean, he has some public oh. criteria that has proven it, Malcolm. We're not talking about a man you and I don't know anything about, and I'm just, like, lying on him. He's, he's, he's public. He's, he has some things that have shown people that he just, whether or not he's a good man is truly, truly questionable. Hitting your, hitting your baby well, with well, a twig and, to the point where you hit his testicles, that's, you know, feature child. I'm well, not going to be against that. Like, on, on their ass, keep it moving. You know what I mean? I'm, th- I'm not saying be- beating people, so nobody attacking me because I don't want to hear this shit. I'm just saying, you know, slack <laughs> them on the ass. I don't want to hear it. Oh, could you know why, Malcolm? Okay, there are times There are times when you have to hit your child. There are. When you see your child, when you tell your child do not run in the street, and they do, you snatch them up and you hit them. You know why? Because they could have gotten hit by a car. They could be dead. Two different scenarios. So my hand hurts. It comes in the form of a beating, but baby, you could be dead. Now you're in punishment. That's different than beating a baby. Was, was the baby naked? They, he scratched his testicles? I have no, no idea. Uh, and, and, and as far as corporal punishment for a child, you know, I go back and forth on it, but I don't have one, so you know, it hasn't come up. You know, Malcolm, but, he's four. But, the baby was four. No, I, and I'm thinking, well, see, honestly, I, I think with especially very young children, when it comes to spankings and stuff, he four. probably young children like that. You know, if they're 12, 10, maybe they, you might get the spanking. I, I don't know. I don't like I said, I don't. I don't have any uh, any numbers on it. It just. Uh, I can't imagine and, four. And if I had been that mom, oh my gosh. It would have been on and cracking. No one should hit my baby. Well, and she no, is no, the no, one no. who released all this. She is the one who released all this stuff. So it was on yeah. and cracking. But it was on and cracking. On the other hand, you know, but then again, he's got to pay child support regardless of, you know, what the status is. And the league, you know, he, while he's on the, the uh, what's, what, is he on the non-exempt uh, list, the, the commissioner's? Exempt commissioners, permissionless. So basically, the, the Vikings are still paying him, so he's still getting paid. Now, uh, initially, oh, that's good. Uh, well, initially, when when the court case resolved itself and the commissioner said, "I'm suspending him for the rest of the season," that suspension without pay. But since mm-hmm. he appealed, the, since he appealed the suspension, he continues to get paid, and he's been getting paid ever since suspended initially. So it was only when the court case was resolved that the commissioner said, now I'm suspending you indefinitely and you're not going to get paid. So, which, which, of course, the Players Association was like, you can't do that. And, you know, so, of course, they're going through the field process. In fact, he had his, his hearings started this week. And they usually don't last yeah. for a couple of days. But, but while they only last a couple of days, it usually takes about a month for the rulings to come out. So. You know, we'll probably know by the end of December what the league says for him. You know, now what's different from the Ray Rice thing is that uh, Ray Rice, when they did the appeal process, it went to an independent arbiter, right? Right. And and with uh, Adrian Peterson, the person who's arbitrating the case is actually uh, an employee of the NFL. So it, it we're just going to have to see how it turns out. But I still don't think that the NFL's ruling against them will stand up only because 
it's, it, again, it's another form of double jeopardy. You told them X, Y, Z, what was going to happen, and then once it came out, you changed your mind. So that's unfair. Mm-hmm. It's like in the traffic ticket twice. It's, it's, you know, you pay your fine. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, we changed our mind. We want you to pay more. What? Right. <laughs> what, are you, right. what are you doing? Right. You know, just the sad, 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 sad thing. But that's sports for you. You got to love it. But, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, Tracy. You know, this year has been one of the crazier years as far as when you look at stuff that I like, sports, sports and politics. Normally, it's just not this everyday crazy stuff we've got going on. And, you know, and with you all this stuff. You can't prove it by me. What? You can't prove it by me. Why do you say that? This, because this is my normal. I have never been interested in football. And the first year I get interested, it has been health skeleton. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, is this what baseball is about? I mean, not baseball, no, uh, football. But it's not. But it's 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 all sports. It's everything. Everything's a little crazy, and I don't know if, if that's a sign or something. I know our weather's crazy, but you know, it's it, it, something's going on. I'm not quite sure what the heck is going on. I would I would put it this way, Malcolm. Whatever is going on, have no fear. If it's not meant for you, it won't come for you. Okay, but I still see it every day. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but don't be affected, so affected by it, unless you can, unless you can make a difference, unless you want well, to no, make I, a difference. No, don't get it wrong. You know, like I've told you many times, I'm a very optimistic person, so I don't, I don't, you know, I know people that don't watch the news because it depresses them, and I'm like, so you don't want to be aware because you're afraid your emotions will keep you from. I don't know what the, the, the issue is, but I'm a believer in having being aware. knowledge and resources and being aware of what the heck is going on. That way you, you, you're not lost. I mean, because look at all these protests that we're having, you know, about where the police are handling things, right? Yeah. Now, well, it, it, I mean, in it terms really of goes that. Back, mm-hmm. But it, it all goes back, you know, see, I always, things are simple to me. So this, a lot of this stuff goes back to people's desire to vote. Because, you know, people say, well, my vote doesn't count. Well, if if everybody voted, the people in, in these offices that make these decisions, these prosecutors, these uh, uh, mayors, district, these isn't a district, isn't a district attorney district someone attorney, that also huh. gets voted in? Yeah. So, huh. if, and, and, and if everybody, so, so, okay, so the last election was the midterms. You know, we had about a 20% turnout, which means that two out of ten people vote. Mm. Two out of ten. So that you know that, that puts it in a simple place for most people. If ten out of ten people voted, the people getting these offices would be a little bit more, uh, they'd be a little bit more nervous about what they did, and they would try to make better decisions hmm. because they'd be scared of being voted out of office. They know there's voter apathy. They know it. So, so you know. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want okay. because it's not mm-hmm. going to be, I'm not going to be that's called to the carpet on that. Okay. So, but that's interesting. Like, you, you make these really good points, um, which is which now bothers me because you made a really, really good point. I get it. 
and yet I know that as a culture, we have a hard time getting that or getting it. And yet, I can only talk about black folks, talk about everyone, I can only talk about my world. And yet, the church is, is used as a form of information for most folks. For a lot right? Of but then I'm thinking, yeah, but then I'm thinking our church leaders who we use as a tool to get information out to the community, they're not properly informing. Then, like, if well, that's part of, think about it. Like, I don't mind going to church and hearing about Jesus every day and saving me and blah, 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 blah. I mind that people think it's okay to scream and yell in church and run up and down, but I think you're right, and you don't know about your politics. You don't know anything about who you're voting in as a district attorney who could make decisions on our lives every day. And yet the church leaders, they they can impact much more. They think they're impacting. They're not. You know what I mean? No, I I know exactly what you mean. And unfortunately, some of these church leaders are not somebody I would put a whole lot of trust or faith in either. But maybe my point to you is is that education, maybe it's time for that education to come across. Maybe our leaders who represent us, and not the Al Sharpton's of the world, he's he's one of the people that will say, vote. Like, he's one of those people, but he's one person. So maybe what we need is these church leaders to, one, they need to be educated. Well, see, when you say education, see, I, I have a, a radical, probably unpopular idea, and because the way we're educated now, the, the, the way our colleges and universities are set up, they're mm-hmm. job skills, right? So they don't teach the mm-hmm. kids to think; they teach them how to do something, so whether it be being an engineer or a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. or a pharmacist mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever they teach you mm-hmm. to do. But you know, the idea mm-hmm. behind education back when, you, if you think back to the you know ancient Greeks, they were more interested in your ability to reason and think, right? So your education, you know, was based on that. So, you know, and it wasn't all the standardized test stuff. It was it was teaching the, 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 the kids how to think. We've mm-hmm. lost a lot of that. You know, you, know you, you take math classes, you take science classes, you take history, you take English, but it's all about these grades. It's not about, you know, so I, you know, I guess what I'm saying is the way we, we judge our educational system right now is a little off them. You know, it probably needs to be tweaked. And and, and then the, the fact that a lot of stuff is for profit. So these these universities and, and colleges, they're out there making money. And mm-hmm. and so you know, so when the kids are coming out of college, a lot of them are saddled with student debt that's so high that, you know, they're, it's going to be almost impossible for them to pay it off. You know, they're basically in hot for, you know, the first 15 to 20 years of their work life. Mm-hmm. We've got to yeah. change that. I mean, you know, we're a strong, powerful country. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, health care and education should be something that should be almost mandatory and free for everybody. That, you know, I know that's radical socialist, but it's something that... It used to be. We were, it was an option to be were, free at one point. If we were smarter people and, and healthier people, we would be way better off. And, and who knows? I mean, because, you know, most people say American people... We got this can do out to we we're the best on the planet. I'm not gonna even say that. But if you if you education and healthcare, they're so, so critical. And you know, it's just 
our system is messed up at this point. But from a big scale, I get it. You know, some sense of overhaul is useful on a big scale, on the university level, trickling down to starting in pre-K. But just yeah, in the community, so even... thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, because I said pre-K and you were responding to that. No, actually, I was going to say, you know, because, again, you go to the, the, the young kids and they got all these standardized tests. and You know, the teachers spend more time teaching for these tests than they do teaching the kids the stuff that they probably need to know. When I was in school, they didn't get that. They didn't have all these standardized tests, and they actually taught you stuff. Now, you know, you look right. at the kids, and they're, 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 they're worried about these darn tests. The tests are unimportant. I mean, they're, they're important well, for the schools because the schools they, have they made They do have important. a measure. Well, they have a measure for income for the schools, and they have a measure as to whether or not these children can advance and graduate. So the standardized tests yeah, but are an issue. But it's, but is that really a sign that they're really learning something? Oh, no, no. I get I get the, the diagnosis. No, I get that. Um, however, Malcolm, my concern is whether or not the communities are getting educated so that they can understand if they want something to stop, that it is getting back to what you said, it is about voting, but if two out of ten people did not vote, vote in the midterm elections, no, two where out, is two the out, education? Two out of ten, no, I mean, out out of ten, ten did voted. vote. Eight voted, out of ten yes. did not vote. <laughs> so, yes. But, but where is the education in that is what I'm asking. And 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 I'm asking that because when you use a number like that, that that's everyone. No one voted. I'm just asking an African American, right? Yeah, it's not like all oh, the black people vote. No and, one and, voted. And, and so, and so when you look in the African American community, the numbers are worse. So, and that's, that two that's out of, that mean. two out of ten is a, as a country as a whole. Yeah. So when you look at the African American community, I'm on a few African American no people. I know that that vote. I mean, I talked to my friends. They're like, "Oh, I didn't vote." I'm like, "You got to vote." How could you, you know, not I, vote? I, 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 well, I preach this to everybody I know, but you know, a lot of so many people don't. I mean, but I, but it's not just us. Like I say, two out of ten Americans. So two out of ten of what? Two out of ten of the, the registered voters. So. But my point if, to if, you is, it would be nice to have a core place, and if the core place is church, the church has always been used for some sense of education. But if we could take the education that they're used to getting, which is about church and the Bible and Jesus, and I get that, and then include. So the other thing I noticed, especially when I was in Staten Island, in New York, and it was time for elections, then they would call our pastor, then they would come to our church, and then they would have something to say. And I remember, personally, I remember thinking, this is uncomfortable. This, your presence here today is uncomfortable. I don't know you. Yeah, but, but, see, but that's, they, they, they still kind of do that. They go to the church just because they know that's where, you know, even in that, and they do that in all communities they, because they know that, you know, they go to the churches and they, they can get a, a group of people in one place. That If the pastor is backing it, nine times out of ten, you're going to get the rest of the people to back it, too. But I'm just saying it would be nice if our church leaders would adapt a little bit of politics or a lot for the education and not at the time of election, like, Start talking to your congregations better so that they understand 
you do need to vote. Oh, by the way, when you vote, these are some of your options. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I, well, and, and I, and I think, we're not being educated, last, is what I'm saying. In this last election, I actually heard about some churches that had told their their prisoners not to vote. So it just well, well, actually, when Obama was president, that was some of the issues. Some of the congregations, his first year prior to becoming president, some of the churches had sort of agreement that they were telling their prisoners not to vote. And I forgot why. I don't know if it was for gay rights or something. It was crazy. Yeah, well, well. And, the, and the sad part, because there, there is a religion out there that actually one of the rules is that the people are not supposed to vote, right? And... Mm-hmm. It's a stupid rule, but I mean, I'm not I'm not the most religious person out there. So, you know, I, I look at a lot of what religions do and say, and I, and then maybe that's why I'm not the most religious person. Because you know, I, let me go back. The, the best class I ever had in college was a religious studies class, and you know why it was great? Yeah. And it was great because it, it it taught us about not just one religion, but it, it was across the board. And the guy who taught the class was a uh, was a, a priest, a, a reverend, or whatever kind of. He was a tradition, I think, a Protestant priest, but he also was a Buddhist monk. So he mm. gave this really, really well-rounded class that that allowed the students to look at not just one religion, and he did it across the board, and and he let you make your own decisions on what you thought about it. I mean, because at one point we had, to, we had a speaker come in, and they were from, which crazy church was this? Um, <laughs> let me not say, because there's so many crazy churches out there. But he would bring mm-hmm. in speakers from, from other types of churches and, and let them tell their story in the class. It was, like I said, it was a great class. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you know, very, it's funny you should... It's funny you should say that because I think, if you don't mind me saying this to you, I think one of the issues that you may have in terms of religious is the structured walls of religion, the politics in religion, in religion. Not uh, the that's politics exactly of the what country. I have a problem with. No, I, I right. have exactly the problem I have with it. But, the politics but I also and the think, religion because... I hear oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, also think, think it's one of the... <laughs> That it's one of the things that has affected you, right? And and, and I'm not asking you to agree. I, this is my observation that it's affected you. And so I, I think there was one, like I remember looking at you one time and you took out a cross in your chest and I was like, oh, my God, you wear a cross around your neck and you looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, could see what I see because there's a disgruntlement that comes from you about religion, the structured walls of religion. Psychics, on the other hand, we don't have the structured walls of religion. We have spirituality. So, and that's why I I think I like, like, what I do for a living. I like who I speak to for a living because I get to speak to all walks of life. And the, and, and um, that's why I recommend that book, Embraced by the Light, because it had nothing to do with the structured walls of religion. It had everything to do with your spirituality, like, like, how you come to the table, how you present yourself to the world, you know, and and what all that means in the long haul. Whereas religion, 
it all, it always seems like a fight to me. Like you're like not you now, but people fight well, for their stance in religion. It's like stop. And I think you, well, I think if you don't mind me saying, I think you've had some of that fighting with religious people because they have like, especially in the Baptist. I'm not trying to put the Baptist religion down, but I am Baptist, so I get like who they are. I don't like it, but I get it. And when they say derogatory things or they, they want you to believe one way, like in the Baptist, I'm talking too much, I apologize, Malcolm, but in the Baptist religion, they don't quite believe in Mother Mary. Like Most, in a weird kind no. of way, they don't, re- they don't even respect her. But you have to respect the woman at birth, the guy that you claim you're praising. It's crazy. Well, but, you know, and see, you know, and I know people, you know, these, what I call the French religious nuts, um, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, because the, the, the church that actually puts a lot of faith in Mary is the opposite. I was born and raised Catholic, and so I was, like, 30, and then I went Baptist, and I'm like, whoa, like, I'm so confused now. This one loves Mary, and this one is, like, uh, Mary was just a woman and just a mother, and I'm like, no, she was more than that. She carried well, an, an amazing child. So, so you still got a lot of you still got a lot of the Catholic Church in you, apparently. No, Malcolm. Okay, this is what I try to teach people. Would you disrespect your mother? Of course not. That's what Mary is. Mary's your mother. She's exactly like your mother. No one's asking you to bow down to her and wash her feet, but you will respect her. That's all it is. That has nothing to do with Catholicism. Catholicism rolls up Mary, and in a weird kind of way, they don't rise up Jesus enough. That's just my observation. The Baptist does just the opposite. Jesus is everything to them, and they're like, ah, Mary, ah. <laughs> she's all right. And yet in my yeah. church, they had a whole section for the mothers of the church. So you can have a whole section for these human mothers of the church that have built your church and carried your church and mothered your church, but you can't respect Mother Mary? Like, it's so twisted. My point to you is, and bringing all of this up, that's the structured walls of religion. And that's what I'm against. That's, like, I don't have time to figure out what the hell the Catholics are doing. I don't have time to figure out what the hell the Baptists are doing. And, and I think everybody's wrong. I think everybody got it wrong. I don't argue that but, point. Thank you. <laughs> I think everybody got it wrong, too. Everybody got it wrong. <laughs> Well, you know what? But spiritually, I like the spirituality of religion. That includes Buddhism. That includes the Muslim religion in, in terms of their spirit, not in terms of do it my way or the highway. Well, see, that's, I guess that's where I have problems with all of them because they are pretty much a do it my way or the highway. And I, I look at them like, you know, I didn't read the Quran, but I did read the Bible a couple of times, front to back. And I remember talking to this very religious guy I used to know. And, you know, I said, you know, what I got out of the Bible, you know, because some people get like, look at the Bible and they see all these rules, do's and don'ts, mm-hmm. do this, don't do this, mm-hmm. and this. And what I got from reading the Bible, that the Bible has a theme. There's a theme mm. to and And the theme is really what the do's and don'ts are. But the rules aren't meant to be taken literally. <laughs> The stories aren't meant yes. to be taken literally. It's not, it's not a literal book. But, you right. know, these, these people that I, that I, well, I remember having a fight with a guy about this, and it's just, 
because he, he takes it literally. I mean, like, just. And, I, and it's funny because I remember I was riding with this particular gentleman, and he was, we were talking about somebody who was gay. And I forgot how we got on this subject, but he basically said that if a, a gay guy, you know, looked at him, Funny, he would stab him in the eye, and I said, "Well, well, you're you're like a literal religious guy. What about, you know, thou shalt not kill and all those other things?" And mm-hmm. you know, and he said, "Well, the the fact that the guy was gay, that's also in the Bible." I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not the same thing. In fact, it's really not in the Bible like that." But it's not. You know, we weren't even we weren't even arguing at that point. I was just saying, "You're just this straight religious guy, but you you're saying you would stab the guy in the eye and kill him because he looked at you." Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you so homophobic, or you know? Because I actually think that most people who are really homophobic are actually closet gays themselves, but that's just my thinking on it. Um, I agree, but I but I also want to be able to offer up Malcolm that he may have said that because he was comfortable with you, when in reality, you know, he's passed a gay every day of his life. Trust me, a gay has looked at him every day of his life, and he did nothing. Oh, I, and I know, but but no, he was actually a pretty violent guy. So uh, <laughs> I don't even know, but Tracy. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, you know, I, just I getting back it, uh, to you know the structured walls of religion and the spirituality. You just sound more to me like the structured walls of religion is what has compromised. If you don't mind me saying, you know, some some growth there. If you just take that off the table, the structured walls and what the preacher says and all that crap that goes on a lot in most churches, in in terms of the African-American community people, I'm not talking about Catholicism, I'm talking about the community that, you know, Malcolm and I are born and raised in. Um, And I'm not saying Baptist, I'm just saying the churches. Um, If you take that off the table and just live with the spirit of God inside of you, now, it's really important, however, Malcolm, to get the word. That, I think that's what the book is for. You, you get the book because it does give you some direction on how to order your steps. It doesn't mean that you follow everything, but it does give you, it, like it puts inside of you the ability to grow, to be human, to be kind. Because the only order that was given when, when Jesus, just before Jesus left, the only order that was given was love God and love your neighbor. That's it, Malcolm. You do that, well, you're a pretty and, decent dude. Not you, so I'm just saying again, in general. No, no, I got you. So, again, that's why, Tracy, I, I do and have read the Bible, and I wear a cross mm-hmm. because I do have this level of spirituality. You know, but I also yes. say that I've gone, you know, and what, the reason I stopped going to church had nothing to do with the spirituality of the place. It had to do with the rules and, and the crazy stuff that, and they, I that. that that they tried to teach me. Because I, you know, I was actually into it. Uh, one of these mecca churches in Southern California, and I was I had bought in hook, line, and sinker. I was there. But, but the only thing that I was so easy. But it's so easy to get bought in when I moved to California because I come from New York. We don't have those big churches. We have the St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is a big. Catholic church, but we don't have big Baptist church. I come out here and they have these big mega church with 3,000 communities, and I was like, I'm going. I want to, I want to embrace this. I could not stay there. I couldn't stay there. It was too much. I could tell that the language of the pastors, it was like more showboating than it was 
teaching their 3,000 congregations, you know. I don't like that. And then the spirit of the people didn't seem healthy either. But go ahead. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Well, no, I, I was just going to say that my problem was just I had bought in so much that I had the, the one problem I was having is that in the church that I was going to, you know, Mm-hmm. This idea of the Holy Spirit, and and if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't speak in tongues, right? Now, mind but you, the Bible you, but has that's a not true. I, I know the Bible <laughs> has a different take on it, but but in this church, right. it was it was mm-hmm. important to be able to speak in tongues, and they would stand up, and they would everybody would be chanting all this stuff, and, and I'm looking around like, what that's the hell? Crazy. I'm because I wasn't that's able, you know, crazy. I could have done it, I could have faked it. But I was like, you know, because I was so bought into it. I, you know, when you believe, you believe, right? So I was there. And but but so, I want so to be clear that speaking in tongues is not gibberish. I understand. I, I want to well, be I read, clear like about I said, that. I read, That's not I, I what it's meant. So, okay. So mm-hmm. here's the deal. So when I went down there, you know, because they had a call to work, mm-hmm. you know, call to worship, and, you know, and they said, if you don't have, if you, haven't felt the Holy Spirit come down, we will get it for you, right? We will, we will right. get it. So I went Let's down and I'm like, I obviously, I obviously don't have it because I can't speak in tongues. And so when I went down there and they sent you back into a room, because again, it's a mega church, so they, they have, you know, counselors. They take you back and they, you know, so this guy was like, you know, speaking in tongues is like learning Spanish. You you have to practice, so you're like blah 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 blah, blah you know, and you keep doing it, and eventually it's going to catch on, right? No, and I'm thinking that what's okay. going to catch on is a is, is a mental illness. That's what's going to catch on. So thank you, um, thank you. But Malcolm, that that's the potential of that is high. <laughs> so so now I walked out of there, and <laughs> you I you will drive yourself crazy back. trying to speak in tongues. Right, because I mean, if you read the Bible, what what speaking in tongues was was Something totally different, but yes, you know. But and it, it's, a it's just funny. It's, it's a gift. It's not anything that you learn all of a sudden. It's it's a gift, and it's meant when it happens. It's meant specifically for someone else in the room. Specifically, it has nothing to do with the gibberish that a lot of people think speaking in tongues means. Yep. This is actually supposed to be understandable to somebody. And some, I was going to say that, and somebody else needs to understand. That's why, I, that's why I meant it's specific for someone else in the room, because somebody else needs to understand it. The whole congregation doing la, 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 that's not speaking in tongue. I don't know how they got confused. Yep, well, yeah. I don't either, but I, I just know that that's, why? That's why we say I, I got I got lost from religion. That's what lost me. So I still, you know, I still read my Bible. I still I still got my cross. But see, I'm also not critical of other religions because again, I had that religion study class. So I I look at people who are who are Muslim. I look at people who are Buddhist, and, and that's right. they're all right with me. And because that's you know, right. it's just that's their that's just their way to go to God. You know, that's right. That's, that's right. And and the good part about that is the only one that's not judging is God. He's like, get here any way you can. I really don't care. Do it. Do it the best way you can. But get to me. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. In any case, Malcolm. Just hanging Tricky. out. 
this time, this time is up. Yes, I did. Oh God, yes, I did. That was Are such an still? experience. Oh. No, you know what? Um, they they kicked me off at the end, and I was thankful because it was it was not a case that I wanted to be a part of. It, it was going to last a long time. And mm. but 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 for some strange reason, I you know because when you go in there, they're like, well, we need twelve jurors and two alternates. So out of you, eighty people. You got by like a one in chance, a one in five chance of getting up here, which is not quite right, but it was really one in four to me. Um, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, bottom line, <laughs> I always end up in the box whenever I go. For some reason, you know, it's like they, they like pick, you. They pick, well, they say we pick it randomly, and you know, and I I don't win a whole lot of things, so it's like I haven't won a lottery, but I always win in the jury. <laughs> The jury pool. I always get picked. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, okay, don't pick me, don't pick me, don't pick That's me. not the lottery you want to win. <laughs> no, that's, that's not the lottery I want to win. Can't be win the real lottery. I win that lottery every time, you know. Mm. So we get up there, and, of course, they ask you all these personal questions. And I think, you know, and I was one of the few, well, in fact, I was the only person there who had actually had prior jury experience. Everybody else my first time. So when I think that's what got me kicked off because, you know, I've been on a lot of different juries. And, you know, so, of course, if you've been on that many, you're going to be on on juries, right? Bound to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was on one, and and I think that's why the prosecutor kicked me off, which I'm actually, he did me a favor. That's all I can do. But the but the sad part was, you know, so they let me go, and I'm walking out the door, and they stopped me. They're like, wait, wait, the judge stopped me. And they went back in the back, and they they, they he took both of the attorneys back there, and the court stenographer, and they were back there for like five minutes. Maybe okay. longer. I was like, yeah. And, and I was like, this can't be good. This really can't be good. And I was sitting there the whole time like, please, just let me go. You already... You already tempted me. You know, you dangled the, you the freedom card out. out. The door. Oh, I was at the door. At and the judge said, wait. And I was like, what? Why? What did I do? What did I do? Because, you know, they had let go of kids prior to that, and they went back and spoke on him, but they went back, and it's like they didn't even bother to say a word. They went back, and they looked like they must have winked at each other because they came back so fast on the kid, and they were like, okay, you can leave. And I knew they were going to get rid of the kid because he he was sitting there shaking the whole time because they were asking questions. His arm was, like, quivering. I was looking at him like, he was like he was about to melt. You have to be careful with that. <laughs> this kid is to be jury duty? Yeah, he was like 18 or 19 or I don't That's know how old he hilarious. was. But, but he was hilarious. sitting there, and, and as they were questioning him, I mean, his arm was literally like shaking. And I know one of the attorneys did see it because I'm looking at him. I was sitting two chairs over from him. And I, you know, so I, I was trying not to just stare at him, but I was like, okay, he was like, he's about to jump up and run. <laughs> They ought to let him go. <laughs> that would be my suggestion. He's not going to be good for anyone. <laughs> no. It wasn't oh, my God. Out, so, 
So they let him go. That is and, too and funny. Not too long after that, they let me go, which I was really thankful. I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> oh, all right, Malcolm. You can tell a good story, that's for sure. Uh, I'm glad Keep you going. enjoyed <laughs> No, so, I, I think you're hilarious. That's good. That was a funny story. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> we right. to please. So you have thank a wonderful you. afternoon in the sunshine and no rain, and oh. I will bid you adieu. Okay, I'll see you later. Lavender. Hey, Tracy. Hi, how are you? You sound pretty good. Um, Because I'm very happy. Oh, what are you happy about? Um, Just life in general. (laughs) (laughs) That was safe, but that was a good thing. I said that was pretty vague, but it was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just yeah. in a very happy place, despite working my butt off this week. Well, listen, you wound up with a job in a company that you love and respect and that could take you somewhere. So I think you're just in the groove now. You're in the groove and you're doing your job. And I can't wait to see what you do so you can get to France. Well, I'm not trying to push something... you. I'm just saying I can't wait huh? for that. I said, I'm not trying to push you. I'm just saying I can't wait till you get to that stage of, hey, guys, send me to France. I need my, you know, perfume experience. There's, um, there's, something, there's something funny about that that I'll tell you later. But it's, okay. it's been a good week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't ask for anything more. I could, yeah, wait, but I won't. everything... Well, actually, actually, you should always ask for more. You know why? Why? Because your angels and your saints and your ancestors that are passed over, they want to nurture all your desires. So, And that goes for anyone out there. It's okay to keep asking for more. You're not being greedy. You're just saying, oh, I like today's a good day, but how about if I could have, mm, let me think, this. Give them a list. Throw a list out there, including some good loving, good man. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I do that. You just go, no. <laughs> oh, God. So talk to me. What's going on? Um, You know what? Nothing really, actually. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was something that happened last night with your favorite young entertainer, Chris Brown, Chris Breeze. Oh, my God. Brizzle. How can everyone not talk to me this morning about, this is why I don't do readings on Chris Brown and Kay anymore. Rihanna seems to have found herself. She seems to have figured out that she's not going to fuck with Chris Brown. I'm kind of proud of her. Because now we all see why. So you tell everyone what the hell is going on with Chris Brown. So <clears throat> I'm not sure if if Chris and Karuchi are still playing with the media or if it's mm. real this time. Mm. But at um at a at one of his concerts or some event, um I actually yeah, I think I think he's on tour right now. Uh-huh. He said it was actually at a concert on the on the Internet, there were girls crying. I wish I was at the concert. I'm looking at all the teens. Yeah. I wish I yeah. was there. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
He said F that B I T C H. I and, and then he went into loyal. And I think about a, a week before, Karuchi posted on Twitter that she was back to being a single lady again, and people attacked her, which, you know, people really need to cut it out. That's his girlfriend. Leave her alone. Just because she's not Rihanna doesn't mean that she's the devil. But she said hey, she right. was a single lady again. Um, and people attacked her, and she cleaned it up, and she said, I'm going to be on the show, single ladies, and like that. And then a week uh-huh. later, Chris Brown does this. And then after after that makes headlines, she says, dudes be in their feelings once they get dumped. Mm. Now, what happened before all this is, so I asked you about Chris Brown and one of the Kardashian-Jenner girls, right? He posted yes. a photo of Kendall, the one he was rumored to be sleeping with for the past two years, sitting on his lap backstage. And he spent Thanksgiving with her, Kendall. Who did? Chris. Wait, what? Chris Brown spent Thanksgiving with one of the Kardashians? Yes, Kendall. Karuchi was nowhere to be found. He spent it with... This is with, crazy. ...with uh, that, that idiot Tigga and his underage girlfriend, friend, sexual partner, <laughs> Kylie. and. Kylie. Chris and Chris was there with Kendall. I was going to say, he, where's Mama Jo was a part of this whole thing. There's something going on again. Well, Mama she, Jo, Mama Jo what's, created what's something. Her name, what's her name? Kylie wants to wants to. Okay, this cat is getting on my nerves. <laughs> okay, Kylie wants to get into music, and she thinks that she's going to get it done with Tigger. Which, you know, you have Kanye. Why do you need Tega? He doesn't really sell anything. Tega thinks mm. that he's going to get free publicity from being with that family, but mm-hmm. he has the other men that they just get used up and thrown away whenever you can't get any money from them. And uh-huh. Chris, he's just sloppy and he likes to have sex. <laughs> and I think mm. that Kendall is actually in love with this kid. So my question is, are Chris oh, and Karuchi done for good, and then the follow-up question, will Kendall and Chris make their relationship public? Because they have been screwing each other. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I'm looking at Chris and Karuchi first. Yes. Oh, Lord. I, you know I, what? I, she, I, she just needs to cut her losses and just go. Just go. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. You know, he's sleeping with groupies all the time, disrespecting yeah. her, going back and forth. You know, just and then she and then she gets attacked by fans just for existing. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Yeah, she's actually she's stronger. Cute she's actually stronger than anybody can imagine. I think she's a very very intellectually strong woman you know, to put up with what she's been putting up with, including the breakups. A lot of the breakups were real, all right? She's huh? he and she, they just don't stay undone. Um, um, there is some sabotage here. There is some sabotage. I expected to see some game playing. There's been some negotiation. There's some negotiation. 
whenever I get this card, this card means let's talk, let's negotiate. Um, my concern is whether or not Chris does things because he knows it rouses the public up mm-hmm. and he's on tour right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I also think it works to her advantage because she's also doing single ladies and I know that or at least I'm getting that the producers from Single Ladies is like, if something goes down, let's use it, because that will draw attention to us, right? I think that there's been some negotiations about them breaking up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a sense of somebody being hurt, there's worry, hurt, there's a hermit card, which means somebody's got to walk away for a minute or at least get out of the media for a minute or something like that, maybe walk away from each other for a minute. But mm-hmm. in an ironic ironic place, it then falls in my nine of cups, which is everyone's wishes and desires come true. So it's kind of like, yes, it's calculated. It gets it's calculated on Chris's part. If he says something bad about her, the Internet goes on fire. That's what happened last night. Mm-hmm. That's what they finally figured out. She's embraced it because it mm-hmm. makes single ladies the look, like everybody then looks at single ladies when that finally comes out as well, because that's not out yet. Here's, and then everyone, it's like, it's like the last laugh is on us, right? Mm-hmm. But this is turning into a real situation. So it's kind of like, cry wolf or it's kind of like, you know, one time too many and then real pain walks in the door. I think real pain walks in the door, 4K, real pain. So if this is a joke, which the cause is telling me, no, then, you know, it is kind of like publicity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it just works, because the Internet just blows up. And I keep repeating that because that is what they're saying. And they're so immature that it doesn't really matter. They're like, ha, ha, ha. Well, we're going to sleep with each other tonight. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? That's so silly. He needs better people around him because it makes him look bad. It hurts his reputation. And I hear you, but he doesn't care. So you can't talk to Chris Brown. You cannot have a conversation with him. If he decides in his head that this is what's going to work, he then convinces her. She so much is a little bit of a follower. She feels like a super fan to me as opposed mm-hmm. to his girlfriend that she just will do anything, you know, that she just, she'll just agree to this craziness. She's not coming up with this stuff. I think he is. And then, <laughs> so then the media believes that they've broken up. And I always get this. I always get everybody tweeting me and they're like, Tracy, could you check to see if they've broken up? I'm like, no, no. And I think the reason why I don't check is because they always come back together. I don't need to keep predicting mm-hmm. yeah, like this two weeks childish later. drama. Right. Two, right, exactly. But what I'm trying to say, though, is that real sabotage walks through the door. Real sabotage. The real sabotage walks in the door in the form of another woman. Now, ironically, you would think it would be Kendall. But mm-hmm. this one feels like a woman. So it feels like mama instead. Not in terms of sexual energy, but she could create oh. this. She's a puppet master. <laughs> when she comes in, it's a wreck. 
It's a wrap. It's a wrap. If, if Mama Jo wants Chris Brown for her daughter, guess what's going to happen? Chris Brown will be with her daughter. Because she's really good at manipulating um, the public. So I feel like, and, and I think she does it in a joke. I think she's like in her kitchen. She's like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be funny if this would happen? Oh, my God, let me call Chris Brown. Let me call Kim. Let me call blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, and Kim uh-huh. is... Kim is, you know, she's like under her mom. She she's an empty vessel. Like, whatever, Kim. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know, I agree. I don't even know how to say that any better. But my point to you is, I see a woman coming along and really like, and she's kind of happy about it too. So mm-hmm. in a weird kind of way. In a weird kind of way, Kendall and Kylie need to make sure that they have their mark in the entertainment industry. And one of the girls is having a huge problem in the fashion industry. Those girls do not like her. And you know what? My my thing with that is I, I actually like Kylie and Kendall. Um, and, and I think that if they actually work – they could change the perception. Um, uh, they can change the negative perception that people have about them based on them being part of the Kardashian clan. But with Kendall, no, but she's based not. Based upon them being a Jenner, they have a different father, oh, yeah. so they should have something else of substance if they're coming to the table. What's happening instead is that they're just turning into mini. One of them is sculpting her face to look like him. Yes, uh, Kylie. The, the one who wants to be a singer. But you know what? Even though she's doing that, she has a really big following. People people actually really like her. Uh, which is surprising because you, just... you wouldn't have you wouldn't have guessed that when they were younger. But that just gives more fuel for Mama Jo to work with then. Yeah. You know, she's got a huge following. Mama Jo's coming up with some ideas for those girls. Including posing naked one day it won't surprise me. Hey, maybe it'll be like a family portrait of all the girls naked. Lord, maybe it'll be like a Christmas thing. Lord, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but I so see with, them doing with Kendall, it with Kendall, her her thing is is I actually like that she wants to work and she wants to do something different and actually create a a life for herself. The only thing with mm-hmm. her is she's not she's not that talented. She's gotten better. Um she she's gotten mm-hmm. better, but when she does interviews, she says, "Oh, my family name didn't didn't uh didn't put me where I where I am now. This is all work." And fellow models will be like, no, actually your family name did put you there because you're not that talented, but you stay because your name brings publicity. So her thing is that she doesn't really want to acknowledge the Kardashian name and just say, you know what, this is how I got here, but I'm going to prove myself later on. And the more she kind of denies it and then takes jabs mm-hmm. at, the, at the other models, the worse it's going to be mm-hmm. for her. Because there have been reports that these other models are spitting in her drink oh, and, really, no. and really trying to really trying to sabotage her, like cause her harm. Call her Yes, it's bad. That's so it's bad. Listen, let me tell you something. 
the fashion industry, if you hear Tyra Banks tell some of the stories, prior to mm-hmm. Tyra becoming famous, when she was those girls' ages, 18 years old, it had gotten to the point where her mother had to go, I don't know if it was Italy or France, mm-hmm. to be her bodyguard because they were horrible to Tyra. Horrible. Oh, the yeah. industry is yeah. bad. Man, them girls were a bunch of cunts, and I, and I say that nicely. <laughs> no, you don't have to say it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine, like, having um, a famous person come along and mm-hmm. and think it's going to be smooth sailing. No, no, no. And and I mean but, she she was doing so well for a little bit until mm-hmm. and I don't know who told her this was a good idea. She did a photo shoot about a burn book, which was basically a diss to all the people who I think that she doesn't it. she doesn't belong. And I'm like, You freaking idiot. <laughs> I why saw would you it. why would you like, make the target bigger on your back? Dumb idea. I saw that. I saw it. But dumb. Yeah. Oh, so the second question is, well, oh wait, you already answered that, right? About uh, she and Chris, Kendall and Chris, coming out publicly, I guess. No, I said Mamaja is in the middle of this. I definitely said Kim and I definitely said Kay and Chris are uh, playing with the media. Mm-hmm. with this back and forth, they quit you based upon, you know, Chris's touring and her single ladies. I said I said a woman steps in, but it, it comes in the form of a woman, not a little girl, which I would consider Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman's kind of cocky, so it felt like momager to me, Chris Jenner. Um, I'm definitely going to check whether or not Kendall and CB would wind up in a relationship However, Lavender, let me take another psychic reading from, like, someone that needs it personally, like it needs a personal psychic reading. And you stay on the line, and I'm going to come back and answer that. Okay. Okay, thank you, honey. Stay right there. Hi, 786, you're on the line. Hi, Tracy. Hi, who's this? Samantha. Samantha, you always say it that way. I do. <laughs> hi, Tracy. You do. You go, hi, Tracy. And I go, who's oh, Nancy? You go, Samantha. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm okay. I'm alive and I can't complain. Okay. I'll take a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. That's always a good thing, you know. We're going for New yes, Year, Samantha. Is. 2015 is going to be a better year for most everyone. So with that being said, hold on a second. Let me answer the text. Mm -hmm. With that being said, what's going on? Well, um, the job that I was working in, I don't have that anymore. (laughs) But I'm actually not very sad about it because it was really... Really good on my nerves. So, yes. And I have been applying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been applying to different things, and I had an interview with a really big university here in Florida, and I haven't heard anything from them. And I'm like, I really really desire this job. 
And I mm-hmm. think I aced the interview, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to see what happens with that, but I'm not going to give up hope on it. But I still mm-hmm. want to work in the school and be around that environment. And I, I really you do, yes. I really wanted this job because since it's a college, after I work with them for a year, they would actually pay for me to go to school. So I'm just like, this is heaven. This is God. Like, mm-hmm. not only will I be working, but they'll pay for me to go to school. Like, you can't get any better than that. And I have right. experience working in a school. It's just, like, honestly, my heart feels really content with this job. And I feel like I'll somehow, if I have to persist in getting it, I'll get it. But mm-hmm. I just don't know at this moment. I just want to know so if you would work. Will I get this in, position at the school, okay. the college? Okay. Okay. So let me tell you, Samantha, the, the, the one thing that comes to mind with you, with me, with you, is either it's clear that you need to be in college or I want you to be in college. But either way, oh. you and I both know you would benefit from just being in college. And I yes, think part please. of your, yes, yes. You, and remember, when I say, you know, 10 years from now, you're broke 20 years from now. So you would benefit from being in college. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, is college that expensive out there in Florida? Like, is there not a state school that you could go to that, where the credits are cheap? I mean, um, it's not that expensive. The school that I was in previously, the community college, it wasn't that bad. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that I I failed um, the same math class twice. So basically now the price for me would be up, you know, because of okay. that. Like I had a 4.0, but that math class really brought my GPA to the point where I have to pay out of pocket until my grades get back up, then I could get financial aid. But um, there's no question so I'm going to go back to So your financial aid was compromised because your GPA went down? Yes, yes, because I went from a 4.0 perfect GPA to a, what, 1.9, and you need a 2.0 to get financial aid. So I'd have to pay out of pocket regardless. But and since I had this pocket? interview... Um, yes, for me, that. it'd be like for each semester, it'd be like around three thousand for three four thousand. Okay, that's reasonable. And when and I think of credits? the Barry job, hmm, yes, that's for like my mm-hmm. my core credits. The only thing that I'm about like I'm not in strong. Yeah, I'm not strong in math. All my other courses would be um, courses towards my degree. Math would be prerequisites which is like you're basically taking these classes to get stronger than you take the real course. And I was just thinking. specific mm-hmm. math or can you take, um, I struggled <laughs> and I was probably a C or C plus in, you know, math classes. And then I took stats and that just nailed it for me. Like that was a math program that I got, but I had been studying psychology. With psychology, you need stats. And so that's when I understood that I actually am good in math. I just couldn't get it the way it was being explained to me. Yes. Well, I I went and I asked them to explain it to me, and they're like, well, you have to take these specific math courses before mm-hmm. you can, like, 
say, I know. It's a way to keep you down. I know. They make you take three or four classes before you move on to the real class that will give you the credit. I get it. It's all Yeah, and... I was just like when I got the job interview for that for the other college, which is a private college, which is really expensive. But mm-hmm. the fact that I, the fact that they even called me, I know it was God sent, and that was God blessing me because, I mean, I don't have like the most experience working in the school I did, but the fact that they even called mm-hmm. me just brought my hopes up to like a million. And, and I'm that's just like, if I get this right job, mm-hmm. yeah, and if I get this job, I won't even have to worry about having to go back to the other school and paying for it because they'll literally pay for me to go to school. So and that's I another understand that. Yeah. Like I understand you're, that. I'm I'm so, really thinking ahead and I'm trying to plan for my future in a better right. way than I used to. Yeah, yeah. I actually hear it in your voice. You sound different to me, which is uh, uh, half the battle is like, what is it? There's a saying: if if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's a form of insanity. Like you've got to change it. So, yes. and it doesn't like changing. It doesn't mean leaps and bounds. It means taking little structural structural changes, uh, or change to present itself. You just have to do something different. So you sound different to me, which means. It does sound like you are trying to make those structural changes, and so I can appreciate um, the strength that it takes, by the way, to make those changes. So with that being said, not quite getting an absolute yet um, about this job. You know, my justice card comes kind of a yes card to me. Justice means signing contracts. usually means signing contracts with a big company, big corporation. In your case, it would be a big university. What's crossing it is the five of swords. So even if you're chosen for this job, is it possible that the job could be above you? I know you want the as job, in, but is it as in the, the, like, the job description could be a little bit too much to handle? Well, when I interviewed, I wasn't exactly sure what um, okay. everything implied, but when they explained yes. it to me, like, you're basically working in the financial aid department, and I'm like, well, I haven't done this before, but oh, mm-hmm. if you give me the opportunity, I'll do everything possible to make it work. Like, I will not yeah. just rest. I will make sure that I know what I'm doing. Okay. So here's what I'm getting. The the possibility of you getting this job is good. feel like they're looking for somebody that could get along better. I think the financial aid department has these long periods of busy and then this long period of quiet in terms of dealing with the public, but the quiet part is the cleanup part, which is why they want, I feel like they want somebody who can get along very well. I think that they think that they can teach someone to do the job, and I respect that. My concern is I think the job is bigger than you realize, and so is it an opportunity for you to get the job? Yes. Is it that much money? I have to say no. I think they might be paying, like, minimum wage. I don't know if it's more than that. Um, but, and it feels good to get the job, and you could then see heaven. You're like, oh, my God, the road is finally open. I can see it. Then there's this small window of, I don't get the job. I just don't get it. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't get it. For you, break out of that. So, Again, 
the, the chances are good. They just are. Um, the chances are good. I want to, you know, I don't want to say yes. Um, I do want to say the chances are good. Um, when did you have the interview? Um, I had it early November. So, I mean, when you said that, you were feeling like, oh, I don't know why why I didn't get it. That's actually what I'm feeling now. Like, I thought everything went really well and, like, I made, you know, a really good mm-hmm. impression. But I also know, like, working for a school, even if you are selected, it takes forever for them to process you, to, to train mm-hmm. you. It takes forever. The last job I worked mm-hmm. in a school, it took me three months before I even got the job. So I get that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm not freaking out about it, but I just was like, right. hey, come on, like, I'm doing what I know I can do, and I know everything else is not in my hands, but, like, I refuse to let this stop me from going back to school and doing what I know I can do. And here's the thing. If you just stay focused on this job, November's a long time away for them not to have responded to you for a second interview, though. No, I so. actually did the the two interview process that day. Oh, you had two that day. Oh, that's good. Okay, well. Yeah, like. It, it, okay. All right. The, the chances are, I, I'm still getting the chances are high. I'm also getting if something comes out, and then I come out until the new year. Um, mm-hmm. Any male supervisors? Did you interview with any male Yes, I actually met with the director okay. of the financial aid department, like the big head boss. I spoke with him for like at okay. least 10 minutes. That was like the second part. And you, the woman that yes. I interviewed with, she was like, usually we call you in the next day for this, but since right. you're here and since everything's going good, you can meet with him mm-hmm. today. And that was like the second part of the interview. So I'm like, okay, I did two parts. So this is really On good the same me. day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Let's just leave it like the potential is really, really high. Turns out that you do get this job. The only thing I'm going to offer up, Samantha, is just learn the job. Don't be upset when things seem overwhelming. Like you will make it through. Because I get cards here that shows a little bit of sabotage, but it feels personal to me. And then conflicting, conflicting, which means you might wind up in a department full of people with that attitude. It happens. Um, but override it. Because the only thing you need to worry about is not everybody else's bad attitude, is getting to know the job. And if you fail at something or if you make a mistake, you don't go home and beat yourself up. You just kind of look at the situation. You just kind of go, well, that really sucks. And that doesn't feel good. But now I know what I did wrong, and so from now on, I won't do that wrong again. Again, the potential is high. So, let me get up out of here, girl. I will. And I have to send you a cross. I have, like, the perfect cross for you on the back of oh says God and faith. No oh, trust way. me. I, even though I don't call in all the time, I'm definitely keeping up with you, Tracy. You're, like, my favorite person <laughs> in the world. And oh I will send it to you. So I'm going to try to send it this week. Oh like, as God. soon as you see it, you know it's from me. I'll have my address, but it'll say faith on the back going diagonally and God going oh God. horizontally. Oh, my God. I well, think you really love it. Just, 
just rest assured, I'm going to give a gift back as well. So I want you to enjoy my bracelet. And it's one of those bracelets you're supposed to make a wish. So make them good. Three wishes, make them good. And I would so love the cause. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. I mean, it's the the least I could do. No, no, no. You're though. Don't even, you don't have to do anything. You know what you have to do? You have to continue being who you are. I just want I just want what I just want for you one day, ten years from now, when you're a woman, you think you're a woman now and you're not, you will be. I you know, people used to tell me that when they get I you think you're grown, you know, but one day you really are grown when you're in your thirties and I want you to be able to say, Wow, that might have been a rough, you know, five or six years when I made it through and I'm feeling good about me, so that's what I want for you. Okay. But I'll take the cross. So Don't get me wrong. Send the cross to me. Nope. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. All right, honey. Take it easy. Bye, Tracy. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Black. Oh, wait. Bye, Hello. 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 Okay, so back to you and back to CB and Kendall. Mm-hmm. And the question is, are they dating now? No, no. Will they go public? Okay. Oh, will they go public? Because you think they're dating. Is that what I'm, no, that's the impression that I'm getting? No, they're having sex. They're having sex. They're having oh, sex. they're having sex. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> that's no big deal. Will they go public with yes. having sex? Will they go public with dating? I'm confused. Um, and wouldn't, no, just, wouldn't Kay have to be out the picture? No. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she wasn't out the wow. picture when he was with Rihanna. <laughs> mm, nope. That's a good point. That's a good you, point. Okay. You, do you remember that video he released? Um, I guess... Kay was the main girlfriend at the time, and Rihanna was the side piece. Yes, Rihanna stands. She was a side piece. And he Uh-oh. released that video that said, yeah, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> but he released that video and said that he was in love with two women. Yes, so, I no. I Kay that. does not he have actually, to be out of the picture. He actually went on one of those radio shows, I think in Los Angeles, and he said the same thing. He's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm in love with two women. I remember. What an idiot. <laughs> so just, just we'll, we'll, because it's it's just, you know, internet information that he and Kendall have a thing together, so will their thing, whatever they want to label it, will that become public knowledge, I should say? Yes, but not in the way that you think. The answer is yes, yes. They've actually known each other for quite some time now. This is not a new thing for them. They've known each other for quite some time. I don't know if they're truly in the same age bracket, but this isn't started yesterday. Um, I I think, how old is he, like 24 or 25? And she's 18, 18, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, but this isn't this isn't from yesterday. They they they've known each other. I'm not saying they've been sleeping with each other, but they've known each other. So and remember, Mama Jo doesn't mind you know tramping out her children. So and I'm not saying they slept with any sleeping around, but they did. For the and I, yeah, no, and I I hear you. I'm just saying <laughs> for the past five or six years, you know, they've known each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not intimately, but they've known each other. So, um, the answer is yes, it will become public, but not in the way that you think. It's actually because of some major either scandal or major conflict that comes out of this. So, the answer is yes, it becomes public, but not because, uh, so there's some sort of major scandal, major conflict, major, I don't think it's argument. I think it's just like, I think it's shocking, first of all, and it's conflicting. It's like, no way Chris would do that. No way. Like, it's kind of like that, you know? It's kind of like, this is just a scenario, people, so don't beat me up. It's kind of like Kendall gets pregnant by CB, and it's like, it's kind of like that type of scandal where it's like, there's just no way. Hey, you so, know yes, what? It becomes public, but not in a good way. He and he's been saying lately that he wants to get somebody knocked up. You know what this mm, fool said? Mm-hmm. This this fool said that he wants to get he wants to have a baby because a baby will calm him down. Yeah, <sighs> I think he believes that. I think, listen, I think he's so immature and so out of it that (laughs) I don't, I I swear to God, I I don't think, listen, and this is the problem I have with his mother, by the way, who I keep keep trying to delete her on Twitter, but she keeps coming back. Is there something with Twitter and her? I think I deleted her. I don't see any of her comments. And then, boom, she pops up with some religious, you know, God has got your back, baby. Like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Every time that boy winds up in some trouble, Mama Joy shows up on my Twitter feed. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, it's probably because people are retweeting her or something like that. I don't like it. I can't take her tweets. They are, she's crazy now. If you want to go where it all began, it began with mama. So he comes from crazy, and he's messing with a girl whose mama is also crazy. Uh He understands crazy, but that's familiar to him. He understands crazy first. All right, well, enough of them. Enough of them. Enough of them. Enough of them. Yes. Do I have another question? Yes. Okay, so this question is another convoluted one. Alicia Keys and her man was beat. Do you remember Mm -hmm. the scandal a few years ago where he was married to this woman, Mashonda, and then Alicia came around, and people yeah. stopped liking her because they thought she was a homewrecker, blah, blah, blah. Well, now, yeah. years later, a baby, and I think, isn't she pregnant again? I, I don't know if she's pregnant again. 
but they get along very well. The three of them, they go yeah. on vacations together. They do this and whatever. As they should. As they should. As, there's as there's they gotta should. be a time. You gotta, you gotta as get over should. the crap. The babies matter. Yes. The question is, so there has always been rumors about Alicia liking um, the Punani. Um, and that wait, she... wait, 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 back up. <laughs> I thought the Punani was a group. I thought it was a group. <laughs> no, it's a vagina. <laughs> I got it. It just took me a minute. I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. what's going on here? Oh, Lord. Okay. Those are long-standing rumors, and I guess for um, for Thanksgiving, one of them uploaded a photo to Instagram or Twitter, and Mashonda, his ex-wife, was sitting next to Swiss while Alicia was, like, on the other side next to whatever. I don't know where she was. And people were kind of questioning that. Um, so coupled with the rumors about Alicia liking women, mostly, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. Shonda is always with them. The question is, is Alicia Keys female-leaning bi or gay, and mm. is her marriage to Swiss Beat like a bearding type of situation? And Involving his, his ex-relationship with Shonda? Yeah, and are, is, is so Shonda... And and Swiss beats still together. So is it kind of like this weird three way understanding that they have? Actually, that's the bad oh. question. Do they have like you know a, a oh, very my, open relationship? Well, <laughs> you know, well, oh well, <laughs> you know, I've heard of stuff like that though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, there's 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 some I I listen. There's listen. I've heard I listen. Okay. <laughs> I have I have intimate knowledge of stuff like that. So intimate that knowledge said, like 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 biblical like, intimate intimate like like you know the biblical definition of knowing knowledge. No. No 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 no. No, I know the word intimate kind of encompasses physical, <laughs> right? But no, no, no. Intimate knowledge. Knowledge. Like, I know people, I know, I know people that do stuff like that. I do. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're, they're not, they're not, they're not, what do you call those people? Um, they get, um, uh, it's the M. not a. An M? Yeah, the culture in Philadelphia. Oh, Mormon. Wait, Philadelphia? Yeah. yeah. You mean Utah? Well, yeah. Well, no. There well, is, there Mormons are, Mormons are everywhere. In Philadelphia. Yeah, they're everywhere. So the answer to your question what? is intimate knowledge of that type of situation like the Mormons. Intimate. More than one person. I know things. But I'm the keeper okay. for a secret. I'm the keeper of secrets. I'm telling you, people come in here and they give me their psychic readings. I don't repeat shit. I just go, okay. <laughs> I'm already over it. What's your question? Like, I don't even want to know anymore. I'm like, what is your question? And thanks for telling me everything. Don't need to know it. 
what is the question? Let's cut this down so we can get the psychic reading over with. Um, no, I have clients that come in with some crazy stories. I, like, seriously, sometimes my room is like Gossip Central USA, but I'm the only one getting the gossip. And some of the things are so shocking in their face. I'd be like, oh, my God, this is like a like a novella. Like, I should be watching it on Telemundo because it's so... Exhibit. <laughs> well, sometimes in my readings, when they tell me something, I'm like, ah! like I start screaming. I'm like, back up, back up, repeat that story again. It's a lot of fun in my room. But my point is, I'm a keeper of secrets, keeper of secrets, and I know stuff. I know stuff. I know stuff. Alicia and Swiss Pete, who makes a lot of money, um, I get a resounding yes. To get a resounding yes. Um, there's money to be held by both Alicia and Swissie. Something about money, power, money. It all makes sense. Um, on top of Alicia, which is also holding money, I would expect artistic, but no, she's, she's a power position. There's love on top of her, and then love being on top of her, there is um, deception, which means don't look at me. When I when you look at me, you should only look at me this way. Um, mm-hmm. The other woman, LaShonda, there's a sickness inside of her. She has no choice because she is bound by this money. So I get this family card, which is my ten of cups. Crossing the family card is my two of cups. Diagonally crossing the two of cups, it's the King of Pentacles, which is Swissy, the Sun card, and then Alicia. So the only other thing I can also offer up is that I get things pointing to feminine, more feminine energy than male-female energy. So uh-huh. I get him in the past. So in a weird kind of way, it might even be Alicia that's controlling this, not even Swissy. So it's, it's kind of like they have him because he works for the aesthetic, but it truly isn't. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Right. Wait. He's Hold up. there because he he holds up the family unit. It, it, it looks good. Wait. See, I wasn't even it's asking. It's the best of both worlds. They're having the best of both worlds. I wasn't, worlds. I wasn't even asking about Alicia and Mashonda. I was asking about Mashonda oh. and Swiss Beats, and Alicia no. have their own thing going on. So it's Alicia and Mashonda no. together sitting no. in the tree. I get very, very powerful feminine energy here. I think Mashonda is a little sick in the head. I think she's one of those girls. I, I think Mashonda even met Swiss Beats a little sick. Like she might have huh? been, she may not have been, oh, I, I think Mashonda met Swiss Beats because she was a little sick in the first place. So she's one of those things that will agree to anything, is what I'm trying to say. Oh. But she's not healthy in the first place. So I'm oh. not getting Lysandra and Swiss Beats. I'm getting Alicia and Lysandra. And, and oh, Mashanda. Yes, The guy is there because he... He holds up the unit. Like they need him. 
because he holds up the unit. He also is, he does come across extremely powerful, so what he does in terms of, like, what they need from him, it's valuable. But That's scandalous. Also, yeah, they also don't need him. Yeah, because they're enjoying so, each other's punani, that's why. Right. He's not always in the picture is what I'm trying to say. Um, but they will keep this together the way it is for quite some time, which means Mashonda will not have a man around her. She will not be in a relationship. Well, you know, there there were pictures of, because when, when I saw that little, that Twitter Thanksgiving thing, someone asked, mm-hmm. didn't she have a, didn't she, wasn't she pictured with a dude like last last year or something like that? And that was the only picture you saw. And then people kept wondering, mm-hmm. you know, it's been years. You know, why hasn't she moved on? I mean, there, right. there were there were pictures of the three of them on vacation, and there was one mm-hmm. picture that was kind of hilarious but kind of bad, where Masha, where Alicia and Swiss are kissing, and she's like sitting next to them on a the lawn chair, looking at mm-hmm. them. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yo, so Alicia and Mashonda are scissoring each other, and Swiss Beast is just, you know, watching, <laughs> doing whatever. Oh, and, and, but, but maybe even not even caring. Like, he has a whole nother thing that he wants to keep focus on, which is his career. He has a mm-hmm. whole nother thing. So the, the fact that he's, it, it, it's like, okay, you go do your thing. We got this. Well, you know what? If it works for them. <laughs> it does. It really, really does. And I see this going on for for quite some time. There is a scandal that's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And and not like just in the, in the black tabloids. There's a real scandal that's going to come out. When that scandal comes out, then you'll see Mashonda dating someone, some sleazeball. Lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad I asked that question. Cause yeah, I, I mean, that was shocking. Since since Alicia decided to stop singing and she wants to scream, you know, I haven't really paid that much attention to her, but I'm glad I wrote that down and remembered. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, I keep getting this power position, so Alicia doesn't need money. You I don't know what, what song that's keeping her financially set, but she doesn't need money. I don't know either because, you know, I'm I'm not going to bash Alicia because she has a beautiful voice. She just isn't using yes. it in, in a way that a lot of people like. So that's all I'm going to say. And she's like cool with it. But she's cool with it is what I'm trying to say. Um, just like Mariah Carey, that one song, All I Want for Christmas is You, oh, that Lord. one song, every Mariah. single year throughout the world, that's Mariah millions, millions. Now, Mariah needs to stop singing. She, she needs does. To figure that out now. She does. She does. She needs to hang it up and, and stop putting her body through pain. Yes, she needs to be smarter like Alicia Keys, a member of power. Alicia has power. So Alicia's pulled out. <clears throat> Nothing's wrong with her voice, but she's pulled out. For whatever reason, it could just be a small thing for her. Mariah Carey, who has a gypsy mentality and just that entertainment thing with Mariah, where she's like she has to be seen good or bad, 
you know, look mm-hmm. at me. Mariah mm-hmm. needs to stop. She would be better off producing. She would be better off training some and new writing. girls. And writing. She's oh, a and, great writer. And write, of course. Well, that she wrote, by the way, All I Want for Christmas is You. All the yeah, she, she wrote most her. of her songs, I think. Right. And so my point to you is, like, Mariah needs to stop. Get out of the public eye. See the power. Like, it's just annoying that she's not figuring that out. But she has that ditchy entertainment quality, which is, look at me. It's the Lizzie Lohan of the world. Look at me. Doesn't matter. I'm a train wreck. Are you looking at me? And she she deserves to have a better, you know, position in life, but she can't see it, so whatever. At least Alicia pulled out. At least she's saying, ah, fuck it, I make enough money. I'm good. <laughs> it's a smart. It's smart. Well, you know, you I know, I Alicia, think... when she's ready, she's going to put out an album to kill. You know what? And on that album to kill, I hope she isn't screaming into the mic. I hope she goes back to her roots with soothing vocals and gets back on her piano, even though she gets annoyed that people remember her for her piano. The last name is Keys. Oh, wow. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Lavender, I better get out of here. I'm going to take one more reading before I go, and I got about 10 minutes okay. before they cut me off. Okay. All right, girl. Have a good weekend. You too. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay, bye. Bye. No. Hi, two. Hello, two hundred one. Hi. 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 We love you. Me and my sister love you. So much you are not only entertaining but you're accurate. So you're accurately entertaining and entertainingly accurate. I entertaining oh my god, now I have to use that. Let me write that on on my phone. Entertainingly entertainingly accurate. Let me tell you something. I'm so close to Bill Cosby getting charged for something. I'm so close to it. Oh, I can't wait for it to happen. You I, I predicted it. Yes. Miss mm-hmm. Tracy, you told him not to talk, and he opened his big he fat was... mouth. He's going to talk. I told him not to. <laughs> uh, hello. Don't yes, talk. I'm here. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't Nobody talk. talk. Then they talk, and they ruin. It's like diarrhea. Like, oh, ruin my career. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I don't get him. I don't get him. Is he Is he giving an interview or what? Well, they said he's going to come out with his lawyer. He's going to come out with his lawyer and fight the charges for the 15-year-old. And try to, it's, well, it's the 15-year-old. That they, well, right, it's the yeah. one who he supposedly raped when he was 15, which I believe. I believe yeah. that, he that actually, some of the ladies, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he actually is going to countercharge her for extortion. Now, let's remember something, ladies. I don't know if you guys remember this. I don't know your age bracket, but I'm I'm a little you know, up there, which I hate to admit anymore. Me too. We we we, we neck and neck. <laughs> well, not my sister. She's how her. how old are you? You tell me your age. I'll tell you my age. I'm forty one. Okay, yeah. all right. No, you're still younger. I remember forty one. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the happiest days of my life. Because at forty one, I was grown. I knew what I wanted out of life. I 
I had sex when I wanted to. Like, no one could tell yes. me what to do with 41. 41 was good. So enjoy 41. I'm 52. I'm not happy about that. But I might lie and tell oh, people I'm 41. You can. You can. But in any case, he had a daughter that tried to um, ex- supposedly, I'm putting it in quotes now, extort him for money just around the time that his son got killed on the highway. Yep. Everybody seems to have forgotten about that daughter. Two, not, two, no, one. No, 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 not me and my sister. Not, no, we remember. Thank you. He, he's Thank you. Me. He's talking this lady. I'm all Tracy with it. Okay. <laughs> two, two, one, that daughter was made from rape. Mm. Oh, okay. Right, I'm, right. I'm believing it. I can I see that. Mm-hmm. He kept that daughter a secret all her life. That's why she was a secret. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why she was a secret, because she was a product and, of and the that's fuck so, is that mother? Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why he was so cold towards her. He was, he was very cold, and that makes oh, sense. Oh, do you yeah. remember that? He was horrible yes. toward her. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's more to come out. Mm-hmm. I wonder where yeah. that daughter is because you know she wound up in jail. He, he, probably because put her in jail. he put her in jail. And because it was Bill Cosby, the court system was like jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, right at the time he had lost his son, so he was really bitter then. Mm-hmm. So that was that karma that came back to him and took, took his prize possession. I, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want Exactly. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, let's talk, lady. Whatever he was doing for all those years, his son took the bullet. bullet. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's the truth. He put He's it out there disgusting, like disgusting man. Okay, so with mm-hmm. all that being said, what's your name? Tamara. Tamara Delbridge. I'm a makeup artist, and I listen, Tracy. I want to do your makeup when you come to New York. Oh, please, are, are you the one that joined me on Twitter recently? Yes, yes, it's me. Oh, please! I'm in New York all the time. I'm in New York. I come at least once a year. I didn't go oh, this year, but I'll definitely be be there next year. So, okay, come on. I, I would love for you to do my makeup. And what's your sister's name, Tamara? Genia. What is it? Her name is Genia. Genya, G-E-N-Y-A. G-E-N. Oh, Genya. Oh, okay. Genya. Right. Nice name. Nice name. Okay, so give me a question. Okay. Um, a perfect wait, question. Wait, what part of Jersey are you from? I lived in Jersey for a minute. Oh, Jersey City. Jersey City. Okay, Jersey. I lived in Montclair. I was married out of Montclair, so I love oh, Jersey. Okay. Jersey. Yeah, oh, please. I love Jersey. Yeah. yeah, people talk about it, but they don't get it. You have to be here They don't get, get it. it. They don't get yeah. it. Jersey's beautiful. Jersey is great. Like, you have to live there to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you do. You do. Well, okay. Right. So I have a question about, um, just quick, about career. Um, I was working for a network and the show that I was working with just recently got canceled. And so I'm just wondering okay. about um, my stability as far as like, financial stability. What is this something that I should be worried about at this job? I canceled. And what did you do on the show? I'm the makeup artist. I was. Oh, you do makeup artist on on TV. On TV shows, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at that. You're just worried about money. When did it get canceled? 
Well, it's still in production right now, but the last day of taping is the 19th of December, so it's coming. About that one. Yeah. Right. Oh, and one and one and more quick thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One quick thing. Uh huh. Oh, just just to re- reiterate how how smart and, and intelligent you are. The Bow Wow story. I wholeheartedly believe what you said when you read Bow Wow and Erica, because I actually worked with Erica personally, and I work with Bow Wow uh-huh. every day. And I believe your prediction about Bow Wow and Erica, how it's like not going to go very far. That's just want to say that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. He's having these battles with Chris Rock's brother, and I'm like, Bow Wow, sit down, sit down. Yeah. You look like a five-year-old. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> a little man yeah. says, "Stop." I get it. Nice guy, but sit down. Ray Rice syndrome. Sit down. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're not gonna. You, you're not going to outdo Chris Rock's brother. Those two are comedians, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Intelligent Save comedians. yourself. Intelligent yeah. comedians. Great. Save yourself. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. So, getting back to you and your job, I see you holding money. I see you holding money. I see it's slow, steady, consistent, slow, steady, consistent, and then I get bang, something big comes again. So I get saying something big comes again. It comes in the form of a sacrifice, which means it could it could entail. Uh, it could, I feel like it's a job, and I feel like it, it could entail maybe not staying in the same location. Like I'm just saying, follow the money is what I'm trying to say. Okay. That follow like, the money. Yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> No, I actually see a lot of money. So my page of wands tells me that there's news coming in, all right? Uh, do you have to fight for the job? Is that normal? Do you fight for the job? Like, do you, like, um, is there, like, more than internal? one makeup artist that they could choose? Well, I, it's an internal fight. It's more of I'm there, but it's it's not um, something that, you know, it seems stable, but it's not because there's competition always coming in and, they, they make well, that's it. what I mean. That's what I mean by yeah. fighting for the job is the competition yeah. always coming in. Yeah. I get several money cards around you. I get one, two, three, four money cards. I also get um, good news coming in. I also get my two of cups. So there is a contract. There is a contract oh. that you will be signing. It doesn't look like it's the best contract ever. So let me give you an example. It looks like you know when Real Housewives of Orange County got started? Okay. You know what I mean? It sounds I like it. one of those, yes, and then it turns into a mega hit, and you're like, well, ah, I just I just hit gold. That's what it feels like to me, okay. you know? So the contract seems small. It seems ineffectual. You're like, ah, it's a job. I'm going to take it. Hold on a okay. second. But then it turns into, so hold on a second. I'm not going to answer okay. it. And it turns into something big. Whatever this contract is, it's slow and steady growth. So try not to jump ship because it explodes into like, oh, my God, I can't believe this works out advantage. Hold on. Hi. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, only if they want to be in a room together. I'm fine either way. Thanks, you, Alicia. Bye. Um. So it does look like something you may have to fight for. 
You know okay. what I mean? Like, go after this. You know, don't don't be so passive aggressive. Like, go for it. The thing that's interesting is I see you holding money. I see um, seven of pentacles. The three of pentacles is my work card. It's already in my past position. So whatever this is, it's kind of like you already have it. You already have it, but don't be dismayed. You also have to fight for it. But if you fight for it, you can have it. I also get okay. the queen of pentacles, which tells me that um, you're holding money. Now, I get my full card, which means the job could start out in one location. Potentially, it may have to go to a new location. Or it's kind of like, well, you know, it's costing us too much here. We're going to go here. Are you okay. down? You're supposed to say yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> you have to say yes. You just go for it. Um, I get the star card. So, again, you'll still be around celebrities and stars. Um, and stop stressing. Stop stressing because that actually turns out to be the thing that cripples you. Trust. And you have the key. I'm getting that you're actually very talented in the makeup industry. So you're good. Okay. However, Tamara... I got to go. I got a paid reading, and, when, you know, when they call, I got to no, do that's, my job. You, you do your thing. I love you so much, and please, when Thank you come, you. I, I'm going to do your makeup for free. So call, text, well, get, get at me on Twitter. Okay, but um, we, we talk now on Twitter, so if any changes, anything comes up, let me know. That's what I like about okay, my people. I like to be in touch. All right, girl, okay. take it easy. Bye, Jenya. Bye. 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 Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is Psychic Tracy Brown. Call me for your own personal readings, 818-985-2010. And join me on Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic. Thanks, guys. Bye.
wow. to tell them I'm busy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.